I'm your host, Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Alt Skull. What's up? Hey, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Good to talk to you, bro. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, it's just me and you tonight, bro. Sounds good to me. Yes. Everybody else has plans. I'm using air quotes. Uh, no, Grognak is Grognak's about to have twins, so his life's about to get extremely busy. Reinhardt is on call because he has a job, and... Um, Jack has family apparently. I didn't know the 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 Otter Waffen family and had others. And Dogbot's doing Dogbot stuff. So it's just me and Skull. Yeah. Everybody's doing real people things. Yeah, whatever. Losers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the internet with one of my internet one of my best internet friends. How about that? Right, exactly. Everyone knows that the internet's the only real place that exists. That's right. And we are not once again proving we are not the same person. Yep. Yes. As many as, although, although we do do a lot of the things at the exact same time, I don't know how it yeah. happens. Like <laughs> this nigga will have it a happens. post scheduled to be up and I'll be like, Oh, I won't even see it. I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. I'd re- I'll post it. And you'll be like, damn it. I was going to post that in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> it happens. That's what, you know, that whole great minds think alike. I think that's true. I think that's true. I agree. I have to when, agree. when you're in tune, when you're not, not in tune, that's such a gay way to say it, but like, when you're in the same wave, I can't say it without it sounding gay. Uh, <laughs> but when you when you when you have somebody that you know that you 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 think about a lot of the same things, you're on the same page with a lot of stuff. A lot of times, just the sequence of thought works the same with the same person, and you guys end up people end up seeing the same memes, uh, thinking the same things, coming to the same conclusions on you know faking gay ops. I, I think that that's what the. Uh part of what the human download is because i don't think it just happens to npcs i think it's just a like you said a frequency that you can access and then when you can that you do have access to all it's like a kind of telepathy or something beyond what you could achieve just through normal conversation or figuring things out on your own it's i was talking about that the other day on uh his quantum consciousness Matt was talking about that the other day he was saying somebody somebody came up with um six degrees of kevin bacon and um, he said, like, if you look up the backstory of it, it's just one of those stories, you know, because everything has one of those stories. And everybody on the Internet always knows the exact origin of everything that's ever occurred anywhere. Right. Because it would be a travesty if you didn't understand exactly where something came from. And he said that he looked it up and it sounded like a little weird story, but that he had been hanging out with his group of guys like a couple decades ago or something like that. And they're like, hey, uh, you know, we came up with that. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We, we're the ones that came up with that. And he was like, I, I didn't think the guys actually came up with it, but I also believe that they weren't lying and that there may have just been this thing where like a, a number of different people came up with, uh, like my brother is convinced that he came up with the word wife beater for the uh, for a tank top. <laughs> There's no way. We've been calling him wife beater since I was a kid. But he's totally convinced that he came up, and I'm not saying he's I'm I'm not saying he's lying at all. He's like totally mm-hmm. convinced that he came up with the word wife. I Peter. believe him. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of things like that. Like I mean, we we at Paranormies came up with fake and gay, right? And how many times do you hear people saying that's fake and gay now, dude? 
That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of fucking synchronicities, <laughs> so I'm back on Twitter with the Lurker account, and Dogbot pointed out this one account to me <clears throat> because she was um, making posts against uh, BAP, fucking Bronze Age Jew. And so I just liked the post or I followed the account because it was a funny, it was just like one of those funny posts with, um, uh, it was like a video and it's got like, you know, people cut people's heads out on yeah. a video and it was just a funny, like little video thing. Yeah, so you're like, funny. You get a follow. follow. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You get a follow. And so she followed back and she's like, Hey, do I know you? And she had all the mutuals that I have. And I was like, I don't know. I guess we know each other. I was, I used to be old school, but my lurker account on Twitter right now is fake and gay. Because ah. I can't, because I can't be alt skull, right? Yeah, and and it's got the, uh, you know, the Peruvian longhead skull. From what I just grabbed a screen off the website, and mm -hmm. that's one of the, that's the uh, avatar, and it's just faking gay. And she's like, "Why are you using? Or were you part of the Spiky crew?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm definitely not part of that crew." And um, so I was like, "Why are you asking me that question?" She's like, "Because you took their slogan, faking gay," and I was like. Yeah, no, that's not their slogan. That's Paranormy slogan. She's like, no, that's Casper's slogan. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to have this conversation with you, female person. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, because I knew there was going to be no convincing her. I was like, that's not your slogan. No. But she's, I'm sure she would be completely convinced that it was her slogan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, well, that's how everybody is. It's Everybody's convinced that they started the thing, whatever the thing is, the internet sensation. And before the internet, these things were an occurrence. Every Before, before the internet, everybody knew that a certain uh, rock star, there were several different rock stars, had to have their stomach pumped because they did so much homosex. Right, 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 and the rib, and uh, the rib removed thing. Well, that was during the internet time, but yeah, that was that was like early internet. So like, but still, not enough people were on the internet for that to have spread the way it did. It was completely yeah. viral without there being any like ability to be viral. Right, people people still had dial up, and not everybody was on the internet. So how did it get around yeah. so much? And before exactly. and before that, everybody knew about this thing or that thing. Didn't matter what it was with Candyman or I'm um, trying to think of some of these other there um. Candyman's been Mandela all the hell. Yeah, but like urban, it's, it's a lot of it's urban legend, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, but it's definitely, oh my goodness, my mic, hang on a second. I just realized somebody was messing with my, my settings here and my gain on my mic is turned all the way up and the output oh. is turned all the way down. Yeah, that's not you sound fine on my end. But yeah, I don't sound, know does sound. that sound any different at all? Just, no, you sound you sounded normal since we started. That's hilarious. Like my gain was cranked all the way to like twenty. That was what I figured when my sound was all fucked. That's how I figured out what was wrong. Was my gain was way too high. I it's it's ridiculous. Well, I have I have um I have the good setup now. I have the uh, I have I have the uh, the Alex Jones mic. And the the tube amp and the M audio little preamp setup, so it's got all kinds of fun dials and stuff that my four year old daughter likes to touch. So, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. So there's that. Anyway, um, so the Mandela. So what happened to Candyman now with the Mandela? Oh, so how many times do you say Candyman? Three. Yeah, it's five now. What? I know, right? Like, who wants to sit there saying Candyman five fucking times? No, because like, like, there's even a Family Guy sketch about it. Like, dude, it's Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. That's right. I mean, that's the that's everyone yeah. knows it's three times. 
And if you, you go back and watch the actual original movie now, uh-huh. and you're supposed to say it five fucking times. It's what? insane. How did they do it in the movie to make it sound like I don't know. Stupid. I didn't watch the movie itself. It just, but you're like, I think, I think they had like more pauses or something. So it's not like Candyman. Yeah, like, dun, dun, dun. yeah and then the, yeah, right, right. They dun, add dun, the dramatic dun, dun, music dun, dun, and shit. Yeah, they got to add all that gay shit. I don't know. But like, how are you supposed to even keep track of five times? Like, what did you say it four? <laughs> it's like, well, well, hang on, Brian. I think you only said it three and a half. Yeah. Say it one more time. Oh my god. Like five times is just I mean, who would come up with it? You would say three. Three is the magic number. That's two, three, three is always the magic number. Yeah. Three is the number of the counting, and the number of the counting shall be three. <laughs> Four shall thou not count, neither count thou five. My uh my Dude, kids no, no, come on, you know that this from, right? Yeah, it's from Monty Python's Monty Grill. My kid's favorite scene in any movie is uh, not that one, but the the bridge scene. I don't know that. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we do that at work all the time. You have an unladen swallow. Uh, African or European? African. I don't know that. (laughs) That's one of my dude. That movie in general. We, when I was in high school, we would do the. uh, It's like busking. I don't know where you're like acting for money though. Instead of like playing a guitar, we would throw a hat down. And me and my buddy Dave would act out scenes for Monty Python. It's a great movie. And make like $3, you know, whatever. But it was money. We were making money. Yeah, we were weird. He was a magician. And he would do things oh. like put me in a straitjacket. And get me. I was like his assistant, except I wasn't a hot chick. <laughs> we were just two idiots. Yeah. We were just two idiots at the mall. <laughs> 90s, the 90s were great. Dude, they, they were so great. It's such a shame. I feel so badly for all of our kids. I know, I know, I know. Seriously, because it's like, fuck, dude. What do I do now? You're never gonna have a childhood. I mean, like, you make it as best as you can. Like now with what we have, but like, there's no, there's no getting off the bus and ride. You know, going to your house, getting your bike, and figuring out whose house everybody was at by the group of bikes in front of it. You know, there's none of that anymore. I was like, um, saying something to my wife the other day about like kids, our kids getting a hold of each other and stuff, and it was like. You know, in my day, you just had to go to somebody's house, and if they were there, they were there, and if they weren't, they weren't. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was a like a luck of the draw if you're going to play that day or not. And then mm-hmm. when you did, you just took off, and you didn't want to be inside. Yep. We there had was, this, well, we, we were. We lived, I lived in um, Laredo, Texas, and we had this massive mesquite forest outside my house. And me and my brother used to just take off all day. Oh, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> just be gone the whole day. There were arrowheads. All over the place. I had this big collection of uh, arrow Indian arrowheads. Nice. It was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, and, we uh, lived in Maine. When we lived in Maine, we had like the entirety of the northern Maine forest, right? And that was yeah. awesome because to me, that was that was like Middle Earth, right? I could right, do, right, I, like, right. I, dude. It was it was as close to the woods, you know, to like the the stuff that the Hobbit, you know, was going, went through the them and the. Uh, the party of 12, you know, but, uh, and of course, <clears throat> yeah. In the eighties, the closest thing you got to the internet was the porn you found in the woods. Dude. I talked about that the other day with some friends. I asked some guys my age. Now you're close to my age. You're a Gen Xer. Uh, Gen Xers experienced this. I believe that was an op. It, it's, it, it's so weird, right? Like every, There's, remember when we found that out like last year or whatever it was, it was like, it's oh, been two years now, dude, but yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> time flies. Everybody agreed. They're like, yeah, yeah. We all found porn in the woods. Everyone has found porn in the woods. Yep. Brand new. Sometimes in the bag. Still uh, a lot, of, mo- usually in a bag, like in a, in a shopping bag, but like the, 
the magazine bag that it came in, right? And yeah. it, would, it would just be there randomly under a rock, like next to some trees, <clears throat> under a box. There'd be a box for no reason. And it was always wow. off the path of like a semi-well-traveled path through the woods. It wasn't always the woods, though, Sometimes because we, we lived um, sometimes when we I, – I, it occurred a few times in my life. It wasn't just once or twice. Um, when we lived in South Carolina, we lived in this, uh, we lived in Greenville and in this trailer park and between the trailer park and the main road was this hill, this kudzu hill. Right. And behind that was, uh, a church that wasn't being, it was an abandoned church. And behind there, like, I don't know, four or five times me and a couple of my friends, we'd find them just randomly placed under a tree or under a rock. Somebody had to be putting that stuff there. And everybody I talked to about that, they're like, yeah, I remember finding that. And it wasn't ever a Playboy or Penthouse or anything like that. It was always something raunchy. It was always yeah. like the bad Hustler. Part. Hustler. Swank. Yeah. Wee. Cherry. Yeah. I can't even remember how bad some of them were. Hawk. Like, what? <laughs> you know? And it's like, and it was like the actual, because Penthouse and Playboy, they didn't do penetration and stuff and whatever. It was like, you know, it was still classy pornography. And, right. uh, tasteful nudes and this was like hardcore porn and i'm 13 yeah, 14 like years old yeah they'd be like spreading themselves open and stuff it was like yeah the advent of hardcore porn and which is pretty much all porn is now is, is just ridiculous there there's no the slippery slope is yeah it's it's a water slide now and there's a line to get on you know um yeah. but I talk to guys at work every now and then, like it'll come up, like porn will come up because, you know, construction guys, we talk about all kinds of stuff. A lot of, a lot of times porn comes up, strangely enough. And I'll ask guys that. And a lot of guys my age are like, yeah, man, I remember finding a magazine out in the woods or I remember finding, it's like, where, where'd it come from? You know, I have no idea, dude. That's 99.9% yeah, of the time. That's the answer I get. I'm trying to think of like, cause if you're an adult, you just keep it in the house. Yeah. And, uh, there were no older kids. Like we were the older kids where I lived. Um, yeah, we were too. It was Laredo, Texas. And there was like nobody else around there. And it was just a mesquite forest. And there was a little <clears throat> alcove of trees, right. Mm -hmm. That kind of protected it from the sun, but it wouldn't have protected it from the rain, but these things were never completely weather damaged. They were always in pretty good shape. Yeah. They're always new or in the bag or whatever. Yeah. And even yeah. if they were used and then we would snag them because like, we're like, Oh yeah, let's get these. And we go put them in the tree fort or whatever, you know, have our, our, right. our hiding spot. And, um, yeah. like we never shared them. Like we didn't go place them around the woods. Right. Right. Exactly. You yeah. Know, we're I was like, never a no. distributor of porn. It was just a, you were just a discoverer. Of yeah. Porn. You were a discoverer. Well, that's not true. My, my we my brother and I did some really bad shady shit when we were younger. So we would go. <laughs> there was this place in Greenville called the Quick Shop, and they sold fireworks and porn. And so my brother would go to the counter and buy fireworks, and I would go to the back and steal the entire month's edition of whatever, put it in my <laughs> trapper keeper, <laughs> and put it in my trapper keeper, and then take it to school and sell them. Oh. <laughs> yeah that was bad I was, I was never that industrious it was christian school uh yeah so you know they went quick hot. you know they went yeah quick. that was a hot commodity there <laughs> yep yep we never but that was the thing we never took any of like the bad porn it's always penthouse yeah it's always it's always the easiest to reach from where the guy the penthouse was right next to the heavy metal and they would let me get away with like looking at the heavy metal because i was only like 13 you're not supposed to look at that unless you're 18 but it was a comic book kind of right 
Yeah. Oh, dude, I had probably 12, 13 years of heavy metal magazine every year. I Once I was 15 or 16, I got my cousin to get me a subscription and he would get it for me every month. And uh, I just started collecting because I used to do, I used to draw. That was like a big thing for me. It's fantasy mm-hmm. art and stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we used to, that was so bad, dude. <laughs> Looking back on the <laughs> shit we used to do when we were teenagers or young, preteens even. These are like tweens, 13, 14. Good Lord. Yeah, I was smoking when I was 13. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and the ni- we, we survived the 90s and all that stuff and live to tell about it and are, you know, and have realized that being that way is not the way you want to be. Right. And now the things that kids have to contend with, like the temptations and the things that they're not able to handle as Uh kids are like times 100,000 compared Mm. to what we had to deal with. It's it's so harrowing, like trying to navigate this world. Like right now I'm in a position, thank God, where it's like very, it's very, um, it's far more moral here than it is in a lot of areas of the United States, but there's still the internet and keeping kids off the internet is very, very difficult. And my kids are now reaching uh, boys who are reaching that age. So it's a, it's very stressful, like kind of staring down the shotgun barrel of that thing where it's like, it used to be all you had access to was that little stand in the woods and some, you know, papers and usually if you saw them you're going to be there with your friends so you couldn't get away with too much <laughs> right but <laughs> yeah you used to have to like s- sneak out there by yourself <laughs> you're like, oh billy what are you oh okay so you're out here cool all right man i'll see you i'll see you later we're gonna go play baseball like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was just out here checking to see if they were still here like it's kind of like it's it's, it's kind of like the the bag of cocaine that you split with your friends and one person holds it. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> and for the rest, we shouldn't talk about this stuff. Our past. Well, listen, we. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not proud of my past, but it is my past. It happened. I don't do that shit anymore. It's been 30 years since I've done anything remotely like any of that stuff. So, but it is what yeah, it is. Been, and I got a lot of stories. And over 20 years for me as well. Yeah. And I. And I. Dude, I have some very. I have some very cool stories. My apprentices all love when when I come around and they're like, John's telling a story. Cool. That's 20 minutes of dicking off we get to do. Right. <laughs> like, well, when the boss is talking, nobody's working, right? When right, the, right. If the foreman's telling a story, you better pay attention. <laughs> and that's like, and he can't yell at you for not working if he's telling a story. Exactly. Right. So it's like a win-win for everybody, kind of. Also, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, my apprentices love when I tell some of the stories. Like, we were, we were talking about, um, oh, I saw a picture. Somebody showed me a picture of Eminem, the side shot of him with no shirt on, where it's just like, that's a chick. You know, yeah. You know the one, right? It's, it's, I mean, I'm not sure, but I mean, I can't see anything but a chick when I look at Eminem now. It's so mm. obvious to me. Like, that's an FTM. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no, well, anyways, yeah, there's no other way to look at that. I mean, like, your, your brain naturally i don't know if that's the um uncanny valley effect or just like your brain's natural ability to instinctually recognize male female whatever um based on uh natural markers skull shape shoulder shape whatever that your your brain knows what a guy looks like brain knows what a girl looks like anyway so this, this one of the apprentices showed me that picture and he was like um 
He's like, because we, we were talking about, M- oh, there was an Eminem song on, and then the dude showed that picture, and I was like, that's not the Eminem I met in 1999, uh, eight or nine. I met, dude, him and a couple of his posse and a couple of the other, it was the Disturbing the Peace Tour, I want to say. They came into the, the After Hours Club I was working at, and uh, they were looking to, you know, have, to uh, hang out at the After Hours Club with drugs and so i got i got to meet all of them and i was like whoa this dude is really fucked up he was a little tiny scrawny little white kid you know and everybody i've seen that recently doesn't look like that kid at all like even lifting weights and you know doing steroids and taking hgh isn't going to change your bone structure you know yeah that little right. skinny kid who was he had really wide shoulders, you know, and little, this guy, this one's got little narrow girl shoulders. So, so you, you, the original one you met was a different thing. It's a different person. It was a totally different person. Like the facial structure. I like, I met this guy and he was, he was really high. I mean, but like there was definitely not the, and, and again, unless there was facial reconstructive surgery or something, that's not the same guy. Really? Yeah. And like, you can yeah. see over the years, man, just look at him from the first, my name is video to this bearded weirdo that's out there now that's anti-Trump, right? And the same, this is the same guy. I mean, just if, if you go through his discography, he should be canceled ba- based on like now, right? Right, Just right. the things he says and stuff. But that's not going to happen because now he's anti-Trump and he's pro-woman or something. Um, but it's not the same person. It's absolutely not the same person. And the person that currently inhabits that body is not a male no there's absolutely no way that the the there's no brow bossing there's there's the the jaw is too narrow um one of my thing that i thought was funny is i don't know if this is true or not but i don't think any guy can rap as fast as he does in rap god because the only people i've ever seen do a cover of rap god are women really yeah i think that's like a, a tongue twister that guys can't do I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe I just made that up. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm telling you, I've never heard a guy do a cover of rap God. And that's like what the fastest rap of all time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, <clears throat> you know, with the FTMs, it's, it can be really hard to tell because once you take testosterone and you bulk up and mm-hmm. stuff and you got hair all so over much, your face yeah. and there's lots you can do that make you look pretty close to indistinguishable from a man, but there's a few out there that I will just like immediately that uncanny Valley thing kicks in. One of them is the, that guy from breaking bad. Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Jesse from yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know his real name, Paul, something, Paul, Paul, something. Oh, something I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But that he, he gives uh, you the every female. time I look at that guy, I'm like, that's not a dude. That's there's, that's a female who transitioned. Yeah. And has been being passed off as a male in every single and and actually I like the guy's acting like um, the shows that I've watched that person in have been decent like he's done a decent job and stuff like I don't hate right. him or anything like that but but every time I see it it's just like that awkward like ew ew <laughs> that's not you know it's like why is his head like a light bulb shape and his jaw is so weak and he's got these soft eyes and little tiny little t-rex arms and there's just something wrong with it right i I don't i definitely don't think that that guy's a aaron hall 
Aaron Paul. That's, that's his name. Aaron Paul. Is he is he related to Logan? I doubt it. Those guys look like males. Hey, oh, what the Paul brothers? Yeah, I think the Paul brothers are supposed to be two. They're supposed to be training these two. Really? But, but the, no, the thing is, though, three. again, again, now I don't, I don't want to get all transvestigation seven 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 on here. <laughs> but uh, you know, if it's put in front of you, you can pretty much guarantee it's an invert. Like that's yeah. kind of the whole. That's like their whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of they're, they're Jews. They're Jews, so I can imagine them being put in front of us for that reason, right? Too the Paul yeah. brothers, the Pauls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the they don't look the, like Jews, but either the the, like right, they don't. They don't. But at the end of the day, aren't they all like? Yeah, right, right. I, mean, well, I just found out on Twitter, like all of the big accounts, like some of them that I've been following. This is the really cool thing about the whole Israel-Palestine thing is like all of these accounts have gone completely mask off, and you've been like. <laughs> Like, bro, you may want to tone it down a bit. Like, people can see what you're doing there, but like, they're apparently all Jews. Like, this Visegrad something account, which you would think would be like Polish or something. No, no, they're Jewish. And someone even said Wall Street Silver was Jewish. Um, and uh, what was the other one? End Wokeness, Lives of TikTok, like all the big accounts, BAP. Oh, they're all Jewish. Yeah. They're all Jews. Like, all of them. Yep. Like, uh, it, it, it's just like you, you got the the matrix screen got pulled back and you could just see everybody work it's like uh, worse than the matrix screen it's more like wizard of oz screen you could just see him like with the gears running <laughs> the mm. little guy behind there going oh shit <laughs> it's pretty Don't crazy bomb. yeah they it's another 911 oh god oh jeez <laughs> it's another 911 the paragliders are coming in from gaza and the paraglide <laughs> speaking of the paragliders bro uh, go to the chat. The, go to the chat real quick. And um, Will Cunning posted the Economist cover from 2013, and on it, oh, yeah. it has BB yeah, yeah. and Hamas paragliding. Right, right. Like, it's like, come on. What are the fucking odds of that? I don't want to rip Matt's line off, but if anything were real, yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's just like they're right there. It's it's fucking even uh, Netanyahu, mm-hmm. and Hamas. which he sh- he shouldn't necessarily be president still of uh, Israel, right? Because he was him. ousted and re-presidented yeah. or something. I don't know how they work it. Yeah, I don't understand either. But he was like, you know, he's that that's from ten years ago. But yes. he's the guy. Yes, ten years uh. ago and BB versus Hamas on paragliders, though skull. Right on yeah. paragliders, man. Yeah. Like, how is that? Artistic decision. It's just a decision, an artist's rendition. You just yeah. took uh, artistically a leisure, or what's it called? It's coincidence. Artistic. It's artistic leisure. <laughs> yeah, artistic license. Right. <laughs> license. <laughs> yeah. I have been up since five o'clock. It's okay. Um, yeah, dude. It's, I don't know what to tell people anymore that think any of this shit is real. I don't, yeah, I don't know what to tell them. It's got Satan watching over the whole situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan provided, presiding over the whole thing. He's got like a, what is that, a voting machine? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's, oh no, he's got the climate change machine. That's what it is. Next time. The climate change machine and then the other little minions have the hacker machines, it says. Right. Hacker center. He's got, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> this is pretty funny, actually. This is pretty funny. I mean, it's a pretty solid representation. So you've got the 
So, um, yeah, this kind of reminds me of something I was thinking about recently about mm. how predictive programming works. And I was, this is just like a, this is not a theory necessarily. It's just like me kind of thinking off the top of my head, but you know, like some, there's certain movies that are just really, really packed with predictive programming where you can tell that they actually, I, I guess it's because I've been watching that series, that theology ed series on the movie white noise, which is not that good of a movie. So you can tell it was put out like for different purposes. Right. And I remember I actually read the novel when I was in college because one of my college professors assigned it to us, which is weird because I'd never heard of the guy until then. And I read it. I think it was decently written. It wasn't like, why am I reading this shit? Like a few of the things that we were assigned, but it was okay. But I wouldn't have read it on my own. And when you watch the movie, there's like so many well obviously the one that everybody knows is like the airborne toxic event that happened in the movie in ohio and then like a few months later they had that that train derailment which was the exact same thing and the airborne toxic event and the whole thing right it was like mirror image of this event that happened and then this guy's connecting it to like all these eclipses and he shows how it's connected to Donnie Darko and it's connected to um, I Pet Goat too, and how it's also connected to this new thing that's happening in Palestine now and it lines up with the eclipses perfectly. And so I was just thinking like, um, like what are, what what is predictive programming in movies and what if, here was the little theory that I, that kind of popped into my head and I haven't, I've never really fleshed it out. So this is the first time I'm actually speaking about it out loud. But you know how like John D did communication with angels and spellcraft and those sorts of things, right? Like, what if movies are modern day spellcraft? And like that is the magic that they do, and the sigils and the symbols and the things that are part of the spellcraft are put into the movie as magic, as ritual. And so when these things happen in real life that mirror so perfectly, whatever it is that's on the TV. And I know not, not all predictive programming is that, but like some of these movies that are like really heavy with it, like Donnie Darko, for example, that they're actually doing a magic spell with those movies. Like they're actually putting in like whatever the incantations and whatever the symbols and whatever the future thing that they want to have happen is actually being played out with the movie. And then the participation of all the people who watch it is like the energy that they draw from these people and use in order to make these things part of reality. And obviously it uses the consciousness of the people as some sort of conduit to manifest the reality in, in real life. But like, just like think about how impossible it would have been to pull off the train derailment thing. I mean, I guess you could have done it if you're like CIA and you know what you're doing and stuff, but so many other things that line up so perfectly with the thing. Like it just seems like like this with the fucking paragliders and the Hamas thing. That's 10 years ago that this was put out. Right. Right. Like, are they planning 10 years in advance of a, of a, of a meme thing that they're going to do that it has to be that thing? Or is it something that actually manifests in reality once it's put into these hmm. sort of sigil magic uh, vehicles that they have? Um. I'm going to say when it comes to stuff like Israel and Hamas, that shit's scripted out 100 years at least. 
Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's like, and at this point, I think everything is scripted out that much. I, I, I think it's, I'm at the point now where I've, I don't know what the final pill is, but uh, George Carlin is, you know, as much as we don't like his anti-whiteness, um, when he said, you know, if you think there's a solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't, you can't change. If it's the matrix, you can't change the matrix. You can't, you, you can't change the program. You're not yeah, one of the I programmers. Totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. You can't. And again, like the matrix, like the whole point of the movie, the matrix, like you can, you can somehow sit up out of the egg and unplug the thing out of the back of your neck and, you know, get yourself into a really ugly sweater and eat some gruel on a, you know, sort of black and white ship. Right. You can sort of do that in this weird sort of like, you know, unplug. No, there's no such thing as unplugging. It doesn't work. Well, that was the that was the trick about the Matrix too. Is that he actually was still in the Matrix when he did that because he was doing a superpower thing later on, right? In, like, yeah, he like one the, of yeah. the other movies, thir- in the third, of the, third one, the in second, the, third, the second or the third one, he was doing the thing even though he was blind and supposed to be out of the Matrix. And it's yeah. like you're supposed to be out of the Matrix. Like, how are you doing superpower shit? Mm. Oh, you're still in the Matrix. Oh, oh there, shit. There's okay. the big truth drop. Yeah, yeah. There is no getting out of the matrix. There's no escaping. Yeah. Much like any government is never going to, no government will educate you with the knowledge to overthrow it. Yep. So, again, you know, this isn't a black pill. Like, oh, there's no beating. Yeah, there's no beating the game. You know, there's no beating the game. It's it's like the game of life. It's just like the best games. It just gets harder, and the enemies come faster and faster as you get older. <laughs> Well, it's like if you are playing a game, and I I do like to think of this life like that's what it is, right? It's sure. it's uh, ob- obstacles to overcome, and you're leveling up, and you're encountering different adventures and things like that. But like you've got a a set of parameters that you have to work with when you're in the game, and your little game avatar character isn't going to pop out of the screen. Just like you're not going to like push through the dome, like that really cool old picture where the guys like pushing his head through the dome and you can see all the gears and things working in the background. Like you're not going to be able to do that while you're in the game. So when, and and then um, the other part is if there were no adversaries, it wouldn't be a game. It would just be like a screensaver, you know? So <laughs> there has to be some sort of a adversarial relationship and conflict, which is the essence of what makes life interesting. And um, yeah, it does seem like, whatever happens there's always going to be this group in charge there's always going to be this conflict and you know we are able to we do have free will i absolutely Mm -hmm. believe that and we are able to change our individual circumstances within the context of the game but like you're never going to overthrow the government or you're never going to like when when the god when the when some of the trs guys are like when we win when we win we're gonna when we take power yeah, when we take power, and then oh yeah, it was oh, like that, that it makes me nervous. Skull, it makes me nervous because when they take, I'm scared for when they take power because I'm supposed to. They're be gonna put us up against the wall. Oh right? me, I'm first. Monoxide yeah, is yeah. first. Yes, yes. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say about what were you gonna say about about the the, the one who escaped? Luckily, well, um, he he would, he had said the thing because he didn't want to talk about seed oils or something. It's like, right. bro, and he's like, when we win, we can talk about uh seed oils or some uh, some other things he went oh the shape of the earth or something 
and not a moment before like oh you're the arbiter of what we can talk about on the internet now you fag yes that's how those that's how all the, those people are they have their little petty little fiefdom and and little, they just want to be the bigger Jew. Like they're just jealous of the Jews that they can't be the Jews I controlling everything. I have, yeah. When I and again, I don't want to trash talk all seven of them, but um, they're when I read their political thing, and it's literally just poor fag revenge porn, and yeah. it doesn't even get rid of Jews. It just says, "Hey Jews, you guys can stay, but you got to settle down." Like, you know what I'm I mean? Sure that's how, that's the virulently anti-Semitic political. No, they're none of those things. They're not virulently anti-Semitic. Right. They're very, they're very pro-Brown right now. Anyway, um, and one of them can't stop talking about COVID for wanting to not talk about COVID ever again. It's really weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the gay one with the white hair. Um, <laughs> the one that looks like the one that's turning into somebody's grandma, right? <laughs> It's funny is I don't even talk about COVID anymore. No, there's no reason to. There's no reason to. Yeah. Like everybody at my house was sick this past uh, two weeks. I got the. Uh, I got. I did get the detox right, so I got congested. I coughed some stuff up, and my. I got sinusy, but there was never any fever and any of that kind of stuff. I'm. I'm doing. I'm getting. Yeah, you got the same thing I got. Uh, we we're going through the same thing now. Yeah. So like everybody else in the house though, like the baby, she had a fever, like she popped 103 degrees. We were laying on the couch taking a nap at like 6:30 one night, her and I, and you know, you know, you know the dad trick with the baby right here. Come here, let's watch this. Lay down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I passed out for about 45 minutes when I woke up. She was burning up. She had like 103 degree fever. Ooh. And then the next morning it was down to 100 and then she had 100 for like 2 days and then it went away. Uh, my son had a gnarly little cough for a couple of days. My wife is just getting over it. She lost her voice for like three days and had a really nasty cough. Uh, very productive, uh, you know, not, not the COVID nobody had COVID cause that doesn't exist. But, um, I only got the congestion a little bit, but I do an emergency every day. I do, uh, I, I you know, I supplement, I've been working out almost six days a week now. Getting up to getting working my way back to six days a week, um, doing flexibility training and stuff because I have bad joints. I found this YouTube channel where this guy had two knee surgeries on each knee, and he does all kinds of crazy flexibility stuff. And so your knees are repairable without having surgery, he says. Oh, nice. So I've been doing some of his stretching stuff, and I've found out that my knees have been getting much more limber. And what I do for a living, you need flexible knees sometimes. So. Yeah, these are the things that when you when you start to approach fifty, yeah, you start thinking about this shit a whole lot more. Well, most guys didn't. My dad didn't. You know, my dad when my yeah. dad hit fifty, well, of course, my dad owned a bar, so like my dad just kind of hung out in a chair a lot of the time. But he didn't. He didn't exercise. He didn't take care of himself, and he didn't. You know, he didn't live very long. Um, I plan on being a very old, very crotchety old man. So right, yes, who was always right. <laughs> if you think I'm always right now, folks. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like getting old, so I kind of rage against the dying of the light in that respect. <laughs> like, I don't fear dying. Like, if I die, okay, yeah, good. I mean, sure. I'm ready to see what's on the other side of all this yep, shit. I am. But as far as, like, getting old, no, no, I'm not going to do that. We're not yeah. doing that. We're not doing that. I People, like, I wear at work, I, we, you know, we have to wear safety glasses. So I wear the inside outsides. They're kind of like, they're kind of like sunglasses, not really. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. you really can't see yeah. my eye area very well. And right. everybody assumes that I'm like 30. 
Oh, yeah. And then I take my glasses off. They're like, oh, wow, you're older than that. I'm like, yeah, I'm 50. They're like, whoa. I mean, yes, short right. people can get old. <laughs> For some <laughs> reason, nobody ever thinks short guys are old as they are. It's weird. I don't, it's fine with me. But um, yes, getting old is no fun. Um, but with the age comes the wisdom of living. And uh, having had the opportunity to live through more gay ops and to put more patterns into my pattern recognition machine, that is my brain, and see that, you know, there's more fake and gay ops afoot. There just always is. And with the, the Israel and Palestine thing, it's all completely fake and gay. They're doing a biblical style ethnic cleansing over there. You know, and you can hear you you see the interviews with these these Israeli mothers. It's just mom. Did you see the one with the, the short haired blonde mom? She's like in the car, sixty something years old. She's like sixty something years old, and she's like or seventy years old, talking about when they get the Israeli hostages out of Gaza, they need to bomb it until every Palestinian is dead. All the women, yeah. all the children, they don't care. They're like they don't just they don't live. They're not human. These Israelis, these Jews, say this stuff that they are not human. They don't deserve to live. And this is this was promised to them by God and Yahweh. Excuse me. And uh, like this is just this is genocide, hate crimes, racism of the absolute worst sort. You know, this is the the joke that I keep making on my channel is uh, I'll post something that Jews say. <laughs> I'll say this is just like the Nazis, <laughs> like every single bit of projection that they've ever done with mm-hmm. the Nazis. They're just like mask off. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to stick them in fucking gas chambers. Yeah. <laughs> um, ben Shapiro, really? like Ben Shapiro is, you know, and if you don't and if you don't support us and if you don't support this, then you are, uh, and, 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 you know, you're supporting the baby killing Hamas, who is uh, obviously, as everyone knows, is uh, set up their set up their headquarters in churches and in schools and in other in hospitals. Everybody knows this. That's the one the, the one line I love. As everybody knows, as right. as everybody knows, they use this and you'll hear then you'll hear parroting on the street. I heard it at work. I heard it in, in the store. You know, people talking about this and they, the, everybody that's, knows they, it's neurolinguistic programming. Yep. It's, it's yes. Completely NLP. Was that a decent yeah. Ben Shapiro? Was that decent? Yeah, that was pretty good. Actually. Okay. Okay. Good. I've been working on that one a little bit. Better than I can do. I can't do it. <laughs> I had, I had a, oh, I had, a, I had a, a conversation with a guy at work. <clears throat> we mentioned something. We saw the moon. We could see the moon really clearly during the day. And we were working outside, and throughout the day, the sky changed colors, right? From the morning to the to, – in the morning, it was kind of red, you know, red, orange, yellow, and then it went to blue, right? And the moon was where the moon would just kind of traveling across, you know, the sky or the sky traveling across and forth. However it works, however it works, I don't know. I know it's not sp- us spinning underneath it. Uh, but the moon was the – it was the uh, mostly half moon. It was like working its way towards its waning, and you could see – the sky behind it like you always can and it's always the same color the moon's the same color as the sky right like yeah the right, quote always. dark the dark patches are the same color as the sky behind it and i was pointing that out i was like see now see earlier it was orange he's like yeah i say now we'll color it well it's kind of yellow right i was saying and later it'll be blue and then later it was blue so we were talking about this and he started asking me so you don't believe the moon so i'm like no actually bro this is you want to see this is I don't believe the moon is a place you can go to. I think it's a light like the sun and makes its own. Speaking of that, uh, NASA just 
Uh, what did they say? The, 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 loon, the, the, loon, the moon is photoluminescent, photon luminescent, new type of luminescence. The moon oh, glows really? in the dark. Yeah, well, I was told that it was just uh, solar radiation that was bouncing off of a fucking cat litter box in yeah. the sky. I was informed otherwise for many, many years. And when I was told, when I told people it was a light, I was made fun of. Right. When I was told it made its own light, I was mocked mercilessly. Right. And now NASA said, anyways, wait, fuck you, NASA. So um, we were talking about that. And I was like, dude, I was like, I was like you're, you're not going to want to talk about this kind of stuff. And he's like, no, it's not. So we, and he was like, well, why is that? I was like, well, once we, once I figured out that COVID was a lie, I was like, you thought COVID was a lie, right? He's like, yeah. So we started talking about COVID and how other things are a lie. I was like, and then, you know, I got into looking at the world's fairs and this thing's like, oh, wow. Yeah. The world's fairs are really cool. And this guy comes up out of nowhere, right? Here comes, here comes agent Smith. And he's like, shut up. That leads the conversation with shut up. You're the, the same you, guy you've been talking to. About no, all this an, stuff. An, another guy, another guy, comes another in, guy, another uh, guy yeah. comes in out of nowhere, not involved in the conversation. Shut up. Oh my God, dude, you got to stop smoking weed and being on the internet. Oh boy. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, and dude, pure eight, like, and I was like, okay, so Jason, and he's the guy starts, and he gets the other guy to start laughing at me with him. Really? Yep. And that's yep. And that's the end of the conversation. And that's there's your Agent Smith moment. Speaking of the Matrix, and they right. do they show up if they, if you're if you're quote and <laughs> I feel like what's that put the uh, Ned Flanders. All right, boys, what's going to have to be an imaginary win this year? And then the little boys are, we're red pilling the normies. We're moving the Overton window. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And, Whenever I hear someone saying that, it's just like, no, you're not, man. It's like, right. Did you notice how many people just immediately bought the uh, babies in ovens, the 40 headless baby stories uh, right. and all without other a picture, without a picture. And I'm like, There's nothing, no evidence whatsoever. It's like, I no, am nobody's red pilling the normies. There's I, more people awake, but I mean, if you took like the amount of people that you would need to actually elicit some sort of change, right. and it was kind of like what was happening during uh, COVID. Like at first, I was excited in a way because I was like, everybody sees what's going on. And I would talk to people and they would be like, but this is before the vaccine, right? Right. And I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't trust that at all. It was like my mother-in-law. She, I was like, I had a conversation with her when we were moving to our new house. And she was helping us move. And it was December of 2020 before the thing had been released and i remember i was saying i was saying um yeah it's uh you know i was using all the normie talking points i was like it's a bad idea because most vaccines usually take five to ten years before they're approved and they have to go through lots of trials and testing and this has only been nine months they don't know what's in it the news has been telling us that COVID has a 98 percent recovery rate full recovery so it's like all the things that are literally out like right there you could use i'm not going anywhere near the conspiracy territory i'm just using the stuff that's being reported right and she's completely agreeing with me yeah yeah oh i don't think it's a good idea i think i'm gonna stay away from it blah 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 then a couple months later she's like i got my vaccine you're getting your vaccine right your kids are getting your vaccine right and it's just like woo! that came out of nowhere didn't it that's just uh completely took the download and then further than that i realized like there was someone like me where i was like i thought at the time i wasn't like jason i was like like jason was predicting like all oh, this is gonna go away i thought it's like we we're fucked dude this, this is it they're just gonna 
clamp down and never let go because they've got the fucking pit bull jaws around the neck of the world now. And so I, I was convinced like I was never going to be able to leave Japan again. And I was like, well, you know, if that's what it takes, I'm never taking the fucking vaccine. I don't care. And I was watching and noticing like the people around me. And I was thinking if everybody resisted this, or if even 20% of the world resisted this, like really resisted, they wouldn't be able to do anything. But then I was like, wait, they're just going to keep taking things away. They would take away, they took away, you know, movie theaters and stupid shit like that at first. But then it's like, take away people's ability to travel. And then it's like, take away people's ability to earn money. And the staunchest red-pilled, you know, I'm not going to take the vaccine person, 90% of those people eventually would be like, well, you know, I, I got to work. I got to make, I got to feed my, right. I got to feed my family. Got to, got to pick up and, you know, put on my suit and tie and go to work and they would eventually take it. Yep. And it well, I got to travel. I got to travel. Yeah. I got, I got to be able to travel and they wouldn't even like think about the options of like, there are other ways to get around certain things. They would just be like, well, they told me I couldn't work. So they told me I couldn't get on an airplane. It's like, right. well, you actually can like Brian Staley got on 13 flights without a mask during the whole thing. When everybody was being told you had to wear a mask. Right. So it's like, Without even really trying, they just take that download and they go, okay, well, yeah, I experienced a little bit of resistance from the forces that be and the people around me. And then the agent Smith just comes in and it's just like, must conform. Right. And that's, and that's like the thing I've, I find that when I'm making any headway with somebody, if somebody's actually willing to, a non NPC who's actually willing to listen to things and, if there's an if there is a chance for an agent Smith to pop up, there will be one, and yep. you and you and and out come the ad homs and the straw men, and the uh, you know oh you think the earth is flat oh oh bro right, right. wow I didn't know you were a fucking loser you know or right. you know what I mean like whoa really wow and they jump they jump right to like the worst. And there's no, and it's appeal to ridicule. It's it's Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, and there's no coming back. There's no because now you're not on the argument anymore, and you're yeah you're. And they don't read rules for radicals, like they don't right, need it. Right, they've it's never read true. rules for radicals, but appeal to ridicule is something that is ingrained in people because, um, I don't know what you call it, clowning. It's their greatest fear. Yeah, it's their greatest fear is to be made fun of. Yeah, yeah, that's like the worst shame tactic or he's like being shamed is like so terrifying to people which which is funny like you and i we're like we don't give a fuck like right. shaming me i'm laughing at you okay yeah, right <laughs> right exactly exactly you're shit you're right yeah <laughs> the guy comes in the guy comes in he's like shut up he's like you need to stop smoking weed and being on the internet and i holy shit dude and he's like man you got this guy i'm like hey guy you know do you mind i was actually oh look at him he's getting mad now right right i was like as a matter of fact i am angry you interrupted my conversation with another person with the words shut up so yeah Yeah. i'm a little pissed off dude you know yeah yeah i am a little angry but But that's okay like but yeah but but that's but that's beside the point point is, you know, yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah, anyways, good. You, you lost the argument in the um, eyes of the guy that you were talking with. Like, exactly. That guy was more, more convincing than you. Exactly, because he was louder than me. <laughs> yes, he was. Right. It was louder, he was and he more. made him laugh. Yes. Yeah. And he did the, well, I do that with the, as a teacher, it's the same thing. Like, one student will be cutting up, 
and you're trying to be serious and get some point across and some student makes a stupid fart joke or something and the whole class laughs not because they actually think that that guy's like funny but you have to laugh then and then if you're not laughing you're not part of the group and it's that weird mm-hmm. like it's that weird tribal shame thing but it's like Nobody, There's no logic in it whatsoever. Nobody like, wants to lost. be on this side that the finger is being pointed at. Yep. <clears throat> it's yeah, so because weird. as soon as they keep siding with you, then they're going to get laughed at too. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to be that one. And that's weird because this guy who, for some reason, has some sort of superiority over this other person that's being made fun of somehow. Like that's the other thing is I don't understand how the person who comes in is like, Oh my God, <laughs> how that guy is right. all of a sudden the authority in the room. Right. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. How is that? Like how the fuck is, yeah. how is the, how is the winning the argument? If I'm louder, I'm the most correct. Yeah. I've, I've had so many conversations. I've had to just be like, dude, I'm, I, I can't talk to you right now. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore and just walk away because they're doing the thing where like when they'll ask you something, like we'll be talking about, it'll be politics, right? I'll usually, and, and I don't argue, like, I don't give a fuck about Trump, but like, you know, you can, back in the day, we could be like Neo at the end of the matrix with these lefties, like just, you know, cause it was fun, right. To, yeah, to troll right. them with points that we knew the answers to and all that shit. Right. And, but when you get somebody that just wants to la, 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 la fingers in their ears, you know, when they're, you're, you're engaging them in good faith and they're just yelling over the top of you. Like there's no talking to people like that. Right. So there's no point in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does like, by like, there's a short circuiting of the, all the logic switches and this survival mechanism kicks mm-hmm. in, I think that's, and and that's why I was making that same comparison to like people who are resisting the vaccine. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I have to travel or I have to right. get up and go to work or I have to get this or, you know, or I got a little bit of pressure from my family and my, my roommates, my sister said that I need to get it if I want to visit for Thanksgiving. And it's just like, all of a sudden the um, I'm going to be exiled from my social group survival um instincts which which makes sense because a long time ago those instincts kept you alive and if you were banished from the tribe then you're sent out into the outer dark into the woods and you die you know right that's but like also we're supposed to be these logical people who understand things and we're enlightened quote unquote that word you know (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you look at these people, you're like, wait, this guy's being stupid. Like, he's literally making fart jokes in order to scare you away from me, and you're siding with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird. It's so weird, and it's so weird to watch the guy who was just interested in what we were talking about turn yeah. and be like, oh yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's like exactly. wow, and it's. Right back in NPC them or whatever, you know. Yeah, and that's Agent how, Smith. and and that's how Agent, yeah, and, and Agent Smith. Remember how Agent Smith works is he would just, you know, somebody nearby Neo or whatever, whatever we we'll call a situation, and somebody would metamorphosize into Agent Smith. Exactly. And, and that's how it works. Like whether it's a cousin at a family gathering, an uncle, whatever, somebody at work or wherever, there will be an Agent Smith. I've noticed. And um, a lot of times there won't be. And it's, and you know, but 
I, I feel that the only time an agent Smith really shows up is when you're talking to somebody who's not an NPC or may yeah, not and, be an um, NPC. If you can isolate that person, like I have a friend, I have a friend, um, Canadian guy friend, and he's not like a super conspiracy guy like us. And he's like, if you looked at the things he likes and his hobbies and stuff, like he's a total normie. But right. when I talk with him about our subjects, he gets super interested yep. and he loves hearing about it. He loves it, man. He's just like, whoa, this is cool. I went like, we didn't go to the moon to World War II to Hitler <laughs> one day. And this guy was like, he called me later and he thanked me. And then he was like, I want to do that again, man. You bring your computer next time. <laughs> yeah, I think stuff. I remember you telling me this story. That was all. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's a cool guy, but he's like not like on his own. He doesn't search this information out and he's right. not really interested. In it. He was like a big stockbroker guy and he's into sports and he's he's really super like tough and fit and stuff. And uh, but he's just into normie stuff for the most part. But um, yeah, and I talk with him about this, but I guarantee if there was if it was like a party or something there would be, it would be much more difficult to uh, keep this, the thread of the conversation going in certain directions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to, to meet somebody or to, to, to at least talk to somebody every now and then that's not one of us that, yeah. that is interested in this kind of stuff and is willing right. to actually listen and not just scoff at things. Right. Right. Which is, you know, which, which happens occasionally he, um, he didn't take the vaccine because of me but his wife did and oh no. i think he would have at the pressure of his wife if i had not been around oh so man, that's a tough situation was, yeah i know because his wife i tried and i tried with his wife and she was just like total npc download like she's cool about a lot of stuff but then when it came to that she's like no no i'm not going to talk to you about this and i was like okay i understand that's fine I, I understand that you're not going to listen to me so i'm not going to right He's gonna push it, right? And that's like with with that other guy. Like, I'm not gonna have this conversation with this dude. Yep. You know, I'm not gonna. It, there's no. Re, there's no point in it. There's none. Of that. I'm pearls not gonna get. I'm not gonna get yelled swine. over. Yep. Yeah. Literal pearls before swine mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. But that happens. I was gonna say too. Um, they get the download. Like the same thing we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. about the frequency. Like they know. Like the globe tards that'll come into our chat. Like they know all of the things to say, even if they've never heard them before. Somehow they're like, well, if you're on a train and you jumped up and down on the train, then you'd be moving up and down too. It's like, oh, so you're saying we're in a, an enclosed system. Okay. Thanks right. guy. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, but they, 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 they always like to play that one video where they have the trampoline on the train car. Yeah. Right. What does that okay, prove? So what does that prove? It proves that there's no evidence whatsoever that the earth is turning and that we're an enclosed system. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for making my argument for me. Wait, but how do they, the, how, yeah, how do they, what are they trying to prove with that though? That, that the reason that the earth doesn't turn under airplanes is because you're moving with the atmosphere, which also doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff to it that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that kind of shoots everything down. But yes, we live in a closed system that doesn't move underneath our feet. Yeah, exactly. And there's no evidence for it whatsoever. Every time they try to bring something up, it's like, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect to see movement. It's like, well, yeah, we don't see movement. And so what you're saying is that there's no evidence that the Earth is turning under things. Okay, that's great. I agree with you. <laughs> right, we agree with you on that. But, that the Earth is not turning. But they well, the, anyway, the point is like they know. 
they, I don't think that they go search that out and then come back with it. Like no, they just they know. The yeah, they they've heard. Yeah. They just know Coriolis. Right. They know the word. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a number of those kinds of arguments that you'll just automatically. Well, they won't even say. Actually, they won't say Coriolis. They'll say snipers have to account for the rotation of the earth. Spin of the earth. Yeah, they don't even know what Coriolis is. They they don't know the word, but they'll be like, "Yeah, snipers." Well, I've heard that before. Download. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not even complete. If that was the case, then it would be turning under airplanes. Mm -hmm. And hot air, especially hot air balloons. Yeah. Drones, hot air balloons, yep. airplanes. Yep. So you can't have it both ways, guy. They like to though. They they like to oh, somehow yeah. have it both ways. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, it has nothing to do with logic, as we were saying. <laughs> no, need none to of hold on to paradigm. <laughs> it never does. Um, excuse me, I sneeze there. Um, what else is going on besides? Let me see. We got, we got we got to have some. What have we been? I can talk. I can talk about that thing I watched last night. Oh yeah, man! I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, so you, we were talking about that before the show. Uh, you got talked into, or did you talk people into it to watch? Was it like Oppenheimer? So, so I watched one hour of Oppenheimer last okay. night. Now, whose idea was it to watch the movie? Okay, so. I didn't have any desire to see this movie whatsoever because it looked really boring. And I like Christopher Nolan movies a mm. lot. Same. And yes. He's great. aside from that movie, Tenet, like every other movie I can think of is really good. And so I thought it must at least be watchable, right? Like there must, he had to at least make it entertaining because popcorn cruncher type people <laughs> need to go uh, see a three-hour movie, you know, and pay for it and all this stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I know the story very well, probably right. better than almost anybody else. <laughs> and I can't see how you can make a fun movie out of that. But uh, my kid and my wife, my eldest son and my wife wanted to watch a movie. And I was trying to figure out a movie that everybody could watch. And my kid was like, let's watch Oppenheimer. And I was like, you're going to be bored. And, um, but I didn't have anything else like that because the other option was all quiet on the Western front, the newer movie that's uh, German. And it's just like gore, 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 oh, okay. gore. So I was like, and eh, I'm like, I'm going to sit around with it. And plus it's all in German. And you know, my kid and wife, not like my, they, we all speak English, but they're not as good as me at like just reading subtitles. So I'm just going to be like, okay, we'll try Oppenheimer. So anyway, uh, I can't imagine a more boring movie than what I thought. <laughs> really? It, it was just okay. It's just talking. The whole movie is just talking, and then on top of it, which if it was just talking, it could be somewhat like, all right, this is a drama. I can kind of see where it's going. There's a little bit of an element of like uh, conflict in in with the different professors in the army, the military, and the different relationships that this guy has. But on top of all that, and uh, it wasn't that good. It's just boring. But, dude, the the stupid narratives about gravity and space and literal, this is literal, like what they're saying, burning balls of gas in space. Oh, boy. Like the, 
the immediate like, oh, you're a genius person, but you believe in burning balls of gas held together by a force that's not a force in a an infinite sky vacuum. Like you believe that, but you're the smartest person in the world. That you're a theoretical physician, a physician, physicist, but you never theorized that maybe that wouldn't work because of the fucking second law of thermodynamics, maybe. Mm. And then uh, on top of it, like, and he kept saying, talking about how he's a theoretical physicist, so we don't actually do anything that, like, that was a little, little bit of a truth drop. They're like, we're theoretical physicists, we don't actually do anything. What, I, what, I, what have I always said about guys like uh, uh, Neil Tyson Degrassi? They're, they're theoretical astrophysicists. That's like yeah. double, double. That's like double dipping yeah. into not real jobs. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's one of um, Nathan Oakley's housekeeping questions for uh, Flat Earth Debates is like, is there any viable hypothesis from any of the fields of, I can't remember which fields he says, but astrophysicists and all those people. And it's like, no, there's not because they don't do science because it's literally just made up stories. Right. Like, literally, they just make up stories and then they give it to you and you believe it. And uh, that's what they were showing with this Oppenheimer uh, guy was doing. And so... They're talking about, you know, oh, we're going to make a bomb <laughs> and space and gravity and black holes. They kept talking about black holes and, oh, you can't see them. Well, that's the whole point. They were saying that, like, now that I think about it, there's a lot of truth drops in the movie because he's like, well, that's the whole point. You can't see it. It's not. I mean, the whole if it was there, you would just know it was there. <laughs> so it's not there is what you're saying. You're OK, so it doesn't exist. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. OK. So yeah, nothing. It could okay. be there. I mean, the fact that you don't see it basically proves that it's there. Oh, like, this um, brings back an old joke. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? That's Greyfield season uh, one. Yeah. I, like seriously, like they do it. Everything they talk about. Are you? It's just literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally nothing, like he says. It's like, really like no, no. You wouldn't expect to see it. It's like it's like the same people. It's like well, you wouldn't expect to see the curve of the Earth. Uh, Nobody expects the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. We expect it all the time because we're told it exists. I yeah. expect it. No, but you know what happens is I get let down with these expectations. I yeah. I can't have expectations with science people because science. Oh, John, Johnny, you don't believe this? No, you don't believe that? No, why? Because this. If they lied about yeah. this, they'll lie about that. And it's the thing, why would they lie, Johnny? At this point, why wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, and also, the thing that they're saying has no evidence on top of it, on top of the fact that they lied about everything else. Right. Like, yeah. We catch them in lie after lie after lie. When you're with somebody, I mean... And Americans, I think Americans are worse than anybody at this, uh, like the battered wife syndrome. Um, yeah, abusive relationships. Yeah, yeah, abusive relationships with with the government and 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 authority <laughs> figures. Uh, yeah. And all we do is just cow down to authority constantly, because and because of that, you know, nobody questions anything. Nobody nobody asks the right questions. Nobody nobody has. Um, any sort of critical thinking anymore on their own, you know, and they That's have, what, and the, the, Oh, the battered wife, the battered wife syndrome. So, you know, no matter what they're going to, they're going to believe because otherwise if they don't believe they're going to get their ass kicked. <laughs> There's that. Right. Right. That's why I've been saying actually, and I'm going to get back to the Oppenheimer thing, but mm. uh, just real quick, because this is on topic. 
that's what I've been saying recently that I don't think that uh, gay ops and fake shootings are about gun control at all anymore. I, I absolutely don't think that they are. I don't think that one of the goals is gun control because they would have gotten rid of the Second Amendment a long time ago if that was the case. Like they're just about trauma based mind control because with the battered, battered, uh, abused relationship, battered wife syndrome, they don't care if you have a gun. Like nobody's going to do anything with the guns. People already do exactly what they want them to do. Right. So it's like, you got your freedom. You're free. You know how free you are. You got guns. Look how free you are. I'm American. I'm free. I'm freedom isn't free. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not one of our freedom isn't free. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, that's you guys all live in this giant open air prison, and uh, they, yeah. the fact that they let you carry around guns and you never do anything with them is just like it's actually kind of proof. Yeah, of- it's a cool toy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very cool toy. I say that all the time, dude. It's the freest place. You know, you know the meme, right? America, Atlanta, the free. I got all the licenses and permits to prove it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. but exactly. I always add, except for I got to wait on this one because I'm waiting for the judge to approve this thing because because I need a person to tell me that uh, I have permission to do something. Right. That's because uh, that's how it works. I had to get a priest, my state senator, uh, another judge to sign a piece of paper saying I was good enough to have this thing please right. sign this for me like what yeah it's insane it's totally insane and then try not paying taxes or oh how many things how many things are taxed now <laughs> oh, from oh, every direction uh, bah, bah. Yeah. that's terrible yes i say it all the time like bro and that's why in uh i saw a thing last year in ohio they were, they were talking about uh property property rates going up right and bringing like, that's good right because properties are going up so people can sell their house for more when their house is worth more right mm-hmm. um no people are mad because their ta- property taxes went up and yeah yeah their house is worth a lot more but that means the taxes when it gets assessed their their taxes are more and these people are like listen i live on welfare we're third generational welfare in this house Right. And we own, yeah, right. we own the house. Yeah, we own the house. My great grandfather built it, but we, you know, I mean, we still have to pay or whatever. My great grandfather bought it, and these are like the great grandchildren living in the house. They're all whacked out on oxycontins, but you know, they got the two kids on on SSI, so they they, they make enough money monthly to pay the to pay the the yearly taxes. But now that the taxes are that high, they can't afford it anymore. Yeah, and unless you're selling your house, like, what good does it do you that your house is a million bucks? Exactly. It doesn't do you any good. It just, yeah, it doesn't do you any good at all. Um, shit, what, what brought us to house prices? <laughs> well, anyway, like, the yeah, Oppen- back, I'll get back to Oppenheimer. Yeah, back to Oppenheimer. Um, that was a rabbit trail. Sorry about that. Yeah, so the two funniest parts of the movie that I saw, cause I wasn't going to watch more than an hour, but I was just waiting for my, my kid and my wife to fall asleep. Like they always do when we watch a movie and <laughs> it took my wife like a record amount of time. For some reason she lasted almost a full hour, which was amazing. Wow. And, um, I know. Right. And we were watching like the most boring snooze fest of a movie. ever. <laughs> Usually it's something that I want them to see. I'm like, we, we, we watched Halloween three around Halloween and everybody fell asleep except for my youngest. And I'm like, you're missing the best part. Their heads, are, the kids' heads, about to turn into fucking bugs, <laughs> right? And everybody's sleeping through the kids' head turning into bugs and snakes. <laughs> anyway, funniest part. First, they keep talking about the bomb, uh-huh. and they keep talking about how they're Jewish, right. and they have to mention that a lot, right? Well, and here's the argument for the bomb: 
we have to make the bomb because if we don't make the bomb and kill millions of people, the Nazis are going to make a bomb and kill millions of people and they're evil. It's so we have to make a bomb to kill millions of people. That was literally the argument for the bomb in the movie. That was ah, 100% the justification of why they had to make it. Literally the justification for everything Jews do. If if I don't steal these houses, somebody else will. It's, yeah. it's, it's literally, if I don't... Listen, I mean, there's somebody... This the scam is out there available to be made. Uh, if somebody doesn't... Do, if I don't do it, somebody else will. This, this is literally the, the, movie, like, the most the, Jewish the reasoning in history. That's the most Jewish reasoning for anything in history. We did it because if we didn't do it, somebody else would. Yeah. And in the timeline of the movie, this is before Hitler even did the Holocaust. So, okay, like, they just knew that the Nazis were evil and they were going to create a bomb to kill millions of people. So they needed to create a bomb to kill millions of people first because they're the good guys. It's like the meme with the, uh, we're, we're the good guys club. We're against the bad guys. You know that we're the good guys. Cause it's in, it's right there in the name. It's literally in the name, right? It's, we're the good we guys. Fight the bad yeah. guys. Right. Yeah. We fight the bad guys. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> so that was the funny part. And then the other, the really funny part that almost made it worth watching, not really though, was there's this commie girl, the first girl that he's with, which is supposed to be his first wife, I guess he marries her, and she's this communist, and like literal, literal communist, and she's she's just completely insufferable, as you can imagine, like some female who'd be a commie would be, so they do a good job of depicting that part, but when they have their first like sex scene, because of course they have to have sex in a movie. Um, then, no. right. So they, she's in the bed with him, and she's like humping him on the bed, and her titties are hanging out. And all of a sudden, she stops, and she goes and walks over to his bookshelf, like for no reason whatsoever. Okay, and he's looking at her like, "What's going on? What are you doing that for? Why did we stop having sex?" And she pulls this book off the shelf, and she opens it up, and it's got these squiggly lines in it. And she says, "What's this?" And he says, that's Sanskrit. You can see where this is going. And she goes, I want you to read it to me. And he goes, well, that this is the seriously. And so she climbs back on top of him and she's like showing him the Sanskrit. And he goes, this is the part where Vishnu took his many armed form. And she goes, no, I don't want you to tell me what happened. I want you to read it to me. And he goes, now I have become death. And she starts having sex with him again. Destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, during the sex watching, scene. Dude, during the sex scene, that's where they have him say his most epic line of the whole movie at the beginning of the movie in a sex scene with some communist woman. And on top of it, I was thinking, it was like, I'm laughing. I'm like, I cannot believe that they did this. But you know that the Jews who wrote this movie were just like, this is the greatest homage uh, the greatest Jew who ever lived. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love I love that uh, Truman called up and basically called up and a faggot for saying that. Right. In real life, and, uh, like in real life, he's like, bomb. Jews are so dramatic. I'm the one that dropped the bomb. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> basically, right. that's a TLDR of it, right? <laughs> yeah. But so the movie was uh, terrible, huh? I couldn't watch it. It was so bad. It was I mean, so boring. Uh, Killian Murphy, though, man, he's he's good. But yeah, I mean, he looks like Oppenheimer. 
He looks like him. Yeah, he he did a good he did a good character characterization. Yeah, he emaciated himself even more than usual. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he he did a um. Oh, what's his uh, Chris, uh The the machine the mechanic the mechanic. Yeah, what the hell's his name there? Uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <sighs> but it wasn't enough. And then they had Einstein in the movie. Oh, like a, of course. Who played yeah. Einstein? Uh, I don't know who it was, but he looked like him. Robert Downey Jr. played some guy with like they made him really old and balding, which oh, was boy. weird. Just, they did like the they did like the Tom Cruise treatment from Tropic Thunder, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's just skinny instead of fat, but yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. like you the, know because he's he's the, Iron Deficiency Man now. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like in the movie. Like the the visual and all the the acting was all great and stuff, but it was just boring. Like the story material was just like you couldn't be any more boring. And um, then on top of it, there's just like when you're when you know that everything they're talking about is a lie. When they're talking mm-hmm. about space and the physics that they're talking about, and they're talking about the, the bomb wasn't even a bomb. It was, but oh. then they justify it. So like. The idea is that they really did drop this bomb that killed millions of people on people, and that they had to justify it because if they wouldn't do, didn't do it, then the Nazis were going to drop a bomb right. killing millions of people. They didn't even do that. Like they didn't even make that. That was just a a story so that they can control the world through fear, as usual. Mm. There you go. And this yeah. wasn't and even this movie is just like reinforcement of that because maybe you know. It's a little getting a little bit far from the atomic bombing, so they got to bring it back up, just like the Holocaust every you know ten years or so. Right um, now, this was this was uh, a movie based off of a biography called American Prometheus. Yeah, they had a Prometheus quote at the very beginning. The movie <sighs> is everything so ham fisted all the time now, right? You know, it's an homage to our god Lucifer. Of course. Oh, they said that? Well, I mean, that's what Prometheus is. So oh, right. I oh yeah. okay. Okay. They put it right at the beginning of the movie, and then they're talking about bringing the fire down from heaven. Right, which is, okay, right. Yeah, knowledge of enlightenment, but also when you need to burn up a million people. <laughs> yep. But the Nazis are the ones who did the real Holocaust, which didn't actually right, happen. Right, because the, ho- the Holocaust was, was by fire. Yeah. And... Literally what it means. Right. Caustic. Right. Yeah. yeah. So... Where was the fire in the gas chambers? There's no fire. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other. That's for a whole other set of episodes we did a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, um, the projection is just unreal. Was it? Was it just really bad? <laughs> yeah. It's it's so. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of the guys in the movie that are supposed to be Jews aren't even Jews, right? They. That's another thing they do in Hollywood. They never. They always have a non-Jew playing the Jew, right? Yeah, there's one guy named Rabbi. His name's literally Rabbi, and he was like really Jewy. But everybody else, because they have this conversation in the train, like he's like, "Oh, you're a New York Jew. You're not the same as..." Or I, I can't remember which one was supposed to be the New York Jew, but he was like basically saying, "Like you're the Nosferatu phenotype. I'm the Happy Merchant phenotype. We're not oh, the boy. same, but okay. but actually we're working together." <laughs> it was like they had this conversation, dude. Seriously, like, listen, we're not the same, but we are the same. Yeah, dude, the more uh, I think about it, the more truth drops were in this movie. <laughs> They're just kind of telling you everything. Well, they kind of do. I mean, you know, and also, um, what's that called? The the thing where you see the patterns, you recognize the pattern, you, where you, 
pareidolia. Pareidolia. I think, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of this is pareidolia where you see things that because it's stuff we're, we're looking for and it might right. not fit perfectly, but it does fit though. You know, yeah. it might accidentally be, be in there as well. Sometimes. It, it was just the, now that I'm like speaking about it out loud, it was pretty amazing how much Jew stuff that they put in there where they just like basically said the quiet part out loud. Uh, that kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. the, what was that? Like Seinfeld's Seinfeld's best Jew joke. And a, yeah, yeah. A, a Gentile won't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, it's, this what's that? I just watched that. You saw that this morning. morning too. It's the only reason why I know it. It's the only reason I remember. Yeah. I mean, I remember this because it's true. It's completely right. true. Uh, and it goes, you know, the joke is two Gentile businessmen uh, bump into each other. One says to the other one, hey, how's, how's business? And the other one goes, really good. That's the joke. That's the joke. Yeah, that's the yeah. joke. <laughs> that's the joke. Or, uh, Norm, Norm McDonald. Norm. Norm had two other ones. Oh, there, yeah. There's three. There's three. There's three Gentile. Jokes. It wasn't him. It was the other guy. Yeah. yeah there's the three comedian. Gentile jokes. One is um, uh, the Gentile calls his mother and he's like, "Listen, Mom, I understand yeah. that you've made dinner, um, but something really important has come up, and I'm not going to be able to make it." And the mother says, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm Italian. All right. I'm Italian. I'm half Italian. I'm, I'm half Italian, half Scots Irish, apparently, according to 23andMe, with a d- little dab of apparently uh, some East African, like, sure. Okay. 0.06%. Mm-hmm. That's noise. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, Italians and Jews, I mean, come on, Family Guy makes the jokes, you know, Italians, hey, we're, at least we're not Jews, right? Yeah. There, there, there's there's the, uh, my favorite one is, you know, Italians and Jews, they, mother, Italian mothers and Jewish mothers are very similar. Uh, they both use guilt, right? An Italian mother will say, do you eat your food or I'll kill you? And Jewish <laughs> mother says, eat your food or I'll kill myself. <laughs> right? And that's, the, right. that's, and that's how, you know, bro, trust me, dude, growing up around West Hartford, I have a lot of Jewish friends growing up. I didn't realize they were Jewish until I got older. Um, but a lot of the kids I, I knew growing up were Jewish. And my mom did a lot of old Jewish ladies' hair. So we went into mm. a lot of Jewish people's houses. They could get their hair done on Sabbath, but they couldn't do nothing else. <laughs> that was usually when, you know, and now that I think back, and these are maybe repressed memories. Then I'm like, something, like I'm remembering some, but like I would, my brother and I would like oftentimes do chores for them too. I remember we get paid like two bucks because they can't do chores on Saturdays, right? They can't do things, right? Because so Shabbos, I did Shabbos Goyim stuff. My mom, ugh, it makes me feel dirty. And they had like pinch you. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, look at him. He's flirting sh- with me. He wrinkled his nose. He's flirting with me. <laughs> <laughs> I should be the guy that can talk about this, right? Because the Jewish grandmother, and I literally don't have any stories like this because I just don't have any history. Like, my grandmother was like, she used to bring honey-baked ham to us for Christmas. Bro. Yeah. Uh, was it free, though? But was it, was it free? Yeah. I mean, because that's the Jewish conundrum. No, no, no. She, she's very generous with uh, okay. all, all sorts of stuff. Really? With so, she wasn't very, so she wasn't very, very them. No. Uh, she looked like one. I mean, she, now that I, I think she, about it, she looked like one. Yeah. Oh, whatever, dude. But, at this point, like, I mean, I mean, bruv, at this point, like, you, you're you not a Jew. I don't care. That's what anybody says. So, 
I definitely never thought of myself as one. Yeah. I never realized I was anything other than white. Until, your grandmother, like, yeah. Well, that's so. the, your grandmother brought over honey baked ham, bro. That's I, that's, that's against <laughs> so was, many rules. Yeah. And did she eat she it? Used to get us lots of Christmas presents. Did and, she eat I mean, it? She huh? Would she eat the ham? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't care. Right. She she converted to Catholicism before she died. She's like, like totally, like extremely. Um, enthusiastically converted Catholicism before she died. Like she didn't care about being Jewish at all. So, and it, she had, and there was one other set of um, relatives who were like her brother and I guess her brother. I can't remember who it was, but um, closely related. And I had met them, and they had a like a ranch in Texas with like wolves and stuff oh, wow. that they'd raised. Yeah, like they were cool as shit. Like really cool. And the guy did everything himself. Like he was like you know, all the like fence work and labor and all the stuff he'd do himself. So not your typical yeah. Jews that I was ever around. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, you, you go back. Okay. So if these people were the Phoenicians who supposedly conquered all these people they had, and if they were pirates, let's just skip the Phoenicians part. If the Jews, if, the, if all the pirates were Jews, pirates are badass. <laughs> yeah. Like, so apparently in history there were some badass Jews. I guess there were more Julian Edelmans, you know what I mean, and uh, Bill Goldbergs in history than there are nowadays that are running shit. Right? I guess. Yeah, the ones now are just gross. Well, but then you got, but bro, then you got your Netanyahu types. You know, your ones who could pass as white, your Baps. Uh huh. You know, I mean, they're Jews, right? You know. Yeah, Beth definitely went mask off recently. Like, well, no, like Netanyahu when yeah. he was younger. Like, do you ever see pictures of Bibi when he's young? Yeah. Like, those kinds of Jews, those are not the same. I don't think they're the same species of Jew as the, oh, God, rabbi kinds with the big curly things and my allergies. Like those, you know what I mean? I don't think I don't think that's the same, the, the same phenotype, or not the same phenotype, but uh, breed. You know, like like the way like you know, there's different kinds of dogs. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think those are just phenotypes. I think that's at some point almost a completely different species. Looking at like the really hardcore Orthodox versus, like again, the only one I can think of of, of the some of those like the, the pictures we see of the IDF or the guys in the diapers and all the bullshit. But you got to remember that a lot of those special forces guys in the Mossad are like they trained with our special forces and trained our special forces, so. There's yeah, all, some of those guys are like cold-blooded fucking killer murderers. Yeah, there's a good it. percentage. Look, the, the idiots in the diapers and the ones that are like, oh, can I get back to my online poker game? Like, you know what right. I mean? Like those ones, sure. And you have the same, you have twice as many in the United States military of those kinds. Like I was in the Navy. I saw a lot of disgusting people that would die right. in the first wave of war. Um but there are, yeah, there's there's some that are badass. There has to be. Like, the, uh, what's their, what's the IDF Special Forces? I forgot what the fuck it's called. They're, they're guys. The, um, well, it just goes to, goes to, um, to support my idea that literally every single thing that we see on the internet, especially mm-hmm. the stuff that mm-hmm. reinforces our currently held beliefs, are all curated for us. Oh yeah, and that there's yeah, literally nothing that you see that you're not supposed to see. It's not supposed to be there. One hundred percent. Yep. Yep. 
um, what do they call the Sirette or something like that? That's who they are. Yeah, those guys, they supposedly, I saw some video, I mean, this could also be propaganda, but uh, like the stuff that they have to go through to become, it's like their Green Berets or their Navy SEALs, right? Yeah. And I've seen our Navy SEALs and I've seen our Green Berets and there's every single one of those guys is a badass. Right. And every and I've seen and I've seen special forces from militaries around the world and they're all badasses. That's just right. the special forces. There are no well, now we have we have tranny Navy SEALs, but he transitioned back, so I don't know what's going on with that. It's a very strange story. But um you know, the special forces are usually your baddest of the badass. They're your, they're your uh, varsity football player. They're your, you know, your division one wrestlers. They're, you know, these guys are Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman, right? Exactly. Yep. Pat Tillman, right? Um, guy looked like a fucking. He looked like Mister Incredible before he ever <laughs> left for the Army Rangers. Mm-hmm. Who has um, a neck like that? Fuck. I know, right? But uh, I look like a cartoon. And that's the thing. And that's the thing is that's that's the special forces. And the Israelis have the yeah. same thing. So what we see is what we're meant to see. Like like the, you, you've seen the videos of the IDF guys in their fucking diapers pissing themselves. Right, right. You know, it's like, oh, all the Israeli forces are like that. No, I could show you a bunch of Air Force furry videos if you want, you know. That's literally was the Mossad's uh, slogan was by deception we shall wage war. By and, deception uh, thou shalt wage war. Changed. Yeah, which recently got changed, and then they went in Wikipedia and they fucking retcon the whole thing to make it look like they never used that slogan. But you can find it certain places, and everybody knows that's a slogan. And you even have prominent Jews saying the slogan as the Mossad slogan. Mm-hmm. But if you go and look at Wikipedia, like it's gone and it's never been there. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of uncovered that recently. I was kind of disappointed because the post that I made didn't get much traction. I only got like six or 7,000 views. I was hoping it would get a lot more, but yeah, that's not their slogan anymore. And allegedly it's never been their slogan anymore, hmm. but everybody knows that that's their fucking slogan. I am on the Wikipedia page right now. It's some other slogan, right? Look on at their, their little motto. Mossad's former motto. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war. Right, 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 right. That's what they changed it to. Right, right, right. And and they say that that's what it's always been. It's like everybody knows. Mossad's formal motto, (laughs) that's exactly what it says. A quote from that. That's a direct quote, okay, from from Proverbs 24.6, supposedly in Hebrew. (laughs) For by wise guidance, you can wage your war. The motto was later changed to another Proverbs passage, and I'm not going to do the ju- I'm not going to do the injustice to that and spit on my microphone again. But it's translated to the new motto is "Where there is no guidance, a nation falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety." Oh yeah, that makes so, sense and is easy easy to remember. Right, because that's a motto that every every guy is going to know. No, by deception thou shalt wage war is what it everyone knows that everyone Everyone knows knows that that. everyone knows that and i don't want to sound like this is this is not one of those things where ben shapiro is like everyone knows hamas puts their bases in schools everyone knows hamas puts their bases no the news tells us that yeah the news tells everyone knows that. Well, that may be true. Actually, you know what? You know what? Ben may be not be doing an, an untrue. Ben may be doing a true, but that's because 
everybody does know that. And it's because the media tells them. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, well, and that's what they like, believe. Let me put it the difference. Nobody knows that people believe that there's a huge difference between believing something and knowing something. And when I found that, like I found all these quotes by big famous people saying that, saying that exact quote mm. by deception thou shalt wage war oh they're so and they would say it in the context of like oh no it's not sneaky they're just really they're like cunning they're very cunning you know it's like you know, it's just like you guys are jews man right. by deception thou shalt wage war it makes perfect sense and it they erased it like right around october 7th like mm. right around that time it just kind of disappeared from everywhere interestingly enough and somebody had said it and i was like oh yeah like look they're like fooling you they tell you right in the logo and i went to look up the logo or somebody mentioned it to me or something and i was like it's not that anymore and then <laughs> it was like well and somebody was like well it used to be that and they changed it and i was like okay let's look up what it used to be and it's yeah. what the thing you said by like, wise even- counsel it's like wise counsel that's not deception <laughs> when you when you uh mouse over where it says the motto was later changed to another proverb and then it says there's got a little uh blue thing that says when Right, and you mouse over that. Yeah. Says the time period mentioned near this tag is ambiguous. September twenty twenty one. So it was changed from the original to the longer, nonsensical one. So I, I found it on the way back machine. Uh, the by, by deception thou shalt wage war. Like it was right there. They just they didn't hide it too hard, but, but they changed it like as in this is the former logo. And then, mm-hmm. but then you can go on the way back machine from like two thousand twelve. And say what's the current logo? And you look at that little side in, in the old. Okay, here's what it was in the old, like the uh, you can check the old versions, right, of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And so you check, and it says in the text of whatever, like when you're reading the block of text, it says that that one, the Wise Council one, right. But when you look over at the sidebar where it's got the picture and it's got the like quick information, and it says their slogan, it says. By deception, thou shalt wage war. It's like, oh, you guys forgot to fix that one. Whoops. Yeah, when you're yeah. cleaning things up. Right. <laughs> it really goes to show you how fucked up the internet is as a whole. And like when people are like, oh, it was a great tool for waking people up. It's like, no, no, it was a great tool for them to rewrite everything and completely erase people's minds, basically. And, re- yep. and reprogram them. everybody any way yeah. they want them to. Yeah, they're, they're not worried about people waking up with the internet no. at all. No, again, again, the Matrix is not going to let you escape. Nope. So, I don't want to say stop trying, but don't be Sisyphus. Yeah, right. Or don't expect, like, the whole world to just, like, suddenly have this moment where they all wake up and join forces. And And again, it's like Howdy said in his his, uh, talk a couple weeks ago about 1984. Did you listen to that? Yes, it was great. When When he talks about... Uh, how 1984 isn't about now. It was about yep. 1948, which yep. is a funny year as the year Israel was founded. I don't know yeah. if he, he knew that or then or not, but um, he was talking about the not so distant future. And the reason that that totalitarian government and um, uh, surveillance state could take place is that the roots of it were already there in 1930, whatever. And that's yeah. what he was saying. And what he was also saying was what he said was, I don't remember the quote exactly, but it's if people don't wake up now, they never will. But there's no way anybody will wake up now. 
Yeah, that was the takeaway I took also. He was like, yeah, they could if they did something now, but they're not gonna. And because they because they're too because they're too asleep. And it's not pessimism, it's more like that's just the way this whole system works. Uh-huh. And it's I think that I think the system requires that kind of um what's the word i'm looking for it's like um it's like everything's balancing on on a on a very thin knife point right and if it goes too far one way then the whole thing falls apart and they can't have that so they've got to let they've got to let the push and pull and the blue team red team and the back and forth go on otherwise um it's it, it throws it off balance and everything goes pull yeah, and it's unfortunate, and this is something I've said a bunch of times, but it's like people get the society that they deserve, exactly the society that they deserve. And it's like, if you think about the majority of the people that you see in day-to-day life, like, could they handle, like, you can't handle the truth. It's like, no, they really couldn't handle the yeah, truth. They couldn't. Because that would mean taking all of this responsibility for themselves that they have no desire for whatsoever. Most people have no desire for what responsibility at all whatsoever they don't want to be in control of what they think what they do what they believe where they get their um resources from any of it they want somebody else to do all of it for them and so then they willingly trade that for their freedom or they really what they, willingly what they trade think their freedom. is freedom what they think is freedom yeah right? what they yeah for that and then and then they they also trade like the idea that the idea of independence itself is traded for like, I'm free because I have a gun. And it's like, right. You're not though. You took a vaccine when someone like implied that you should do so. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, not, not all the gun owners did. There were the people that pushed back harder than anyone else. But like I was saying earlier, like all it would have taken was a little bit more push, like a little bit more. Oh, you, you, you're not allowed to work at this place today. And, 90% of those people would have too. Oh yeah. It's like the same 90% of people, if it came down to it and it was like, well, we democratically voted for these people. So they took away our gun laws. So we, or they, they added more gun laws or whatever. They took away our gun rights. So, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, gotta they took away our gun rights. Mail. guess we got to turn them in. Yeah. I mean, they would, mm. we all know that. Oh yeah. The guys, I've always said that the guys with the three percent tattoos or with the from my from my cold dead hands are always the first ones to hand over. The, the officers show up. Here you go, officer. Sorry about that. Here's my that's my AR. There's two more in the back of the truck. There, I'm gonna put my hands right here where you can see them. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Every time they're the first ones down on their knees with their hands behind their head. Yeah. Like, did you just disparage our democracy? Yeah, right. Right. And the thing is, is every single person in power knows that they don't give two shits about your collection of ARs. Yep. Yep. They don't give two shits about your 3D printed, the uh, 80% lower fucking yeah. blah, blah, blah. Those they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They have nope. all kinds of ways of killing everybody all at once if they wanted to. They don't. They have they ex, ex, exercise extreme res, restraint because if I had to deal with this many retards, I would kill everybody. I, know, right? I, I have to say, I would like to give the elites a round of applause for not killing all the retards. Actually, I don't know how right. they do it without doing it every day. I would like, dude, I deal with like two or three in my life, and I want to do things that only I should only talk about in Minecraft. There are billions of retards on this dude. thing we call Earth. 
Remember when everybody was like accusing us of saying that COVID was a depopulation shot and that right, it was going right. to kill everyone? Nobody, and we, none of us ever said we, that. None of us ever said that. And then it, secretly we're all like, I mean, it wouldn't be that problem. <laughs> I mean, look at the people who took the vaccine. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to happen. Right. It's like, I mean, <laughs> would it be so bad? I mean, uh, it was like that Louis C.K. thing. It's like, you know, I mean, you know, may, you know, if you're supposed to die when you eat a peanut, then maybe. You know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, that's one of the reasons we knew that it wasn't going to happen. It's like, well, look at all the people they would get rid of. Those are their greatest followers. Why would they get rid of those people? Right. And I mean, a little bit at first we were like, well, is it, is it a death jab? Well, they're doing something and they are doing, yeah. and people are dying and a lot more people oh, are dying. It's, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's that people are dying, but it's not like a, <laughs> there is, it's going to kill everybody. Genocide you know, jab. There's turbo cancers that are happening and all kinds of crazy yeah. things that haven't happened ever in the past. And yeah. I guarantee you a lot of it is from the vaccines. And another thing that I guarantee is something we said all along is that there were several vaccines. There wasn't just a vaccine. There wasn't even just, right. I mean, like Pfizer didn't just have a vaccine. Pfizer probably had 30. Uh, you know, right. there was probably several hundreds of different types that were put out there to test to see what they would do because they do do that kind of stuff. So. Yep. You know, and batches of people did get saline and batches of people probably did get insta hot death jabs. Yeah, I think lots of Japanese people got saline. You think there's so? like no difference. Yeah, oh, there's like no difference where I am like none almost yeah. except that my uh, employee who's like quintuple jabbed. He um, every time he gets sick, he gets like. And he, and he wasn't before this thing. He just gets like massively sick for weeks and weeks. Whereas like, I'll get a cold and then I'll be over it in two days. Yeah. I'm the same way I get, um, like I don't get a fever. I don't really get a big, big time cough, but I'll end up getting, um, a little bit of congestion. That's it. Yeah. I got a cold last week and, uh, it was like annoying, but I went to work anyway. Mm -hmm. And then he had one too. And, uh, He's still got his, and I just have this little, like, little itchy throat thing of a tiny bit of cough that you can hear in this show every once in a while. But, like, he's still like, oh, I'm dying, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Maybe you shouldn't have fucking vaccinated yourself yeah. five times. Is he Japanese? <laughs> Does he do it? Is he Japanese? No, no, he's, he's a fucking Australian guy. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, is he not doing like that? The, the deep, Did, do people in he, Japan actually talk like that ever? Uh, there are some guys, but the society's been so emasculated that it's it's much more rare now. Okay, so that was a very masculine thing from the old times. Yeah, uh, you don't see it. There's a few dudes that can, but uh, dude, there's dude like you know how they make white guys nerdy, stupid cucks on yep. TV. Yeah, like they do the same thing in Japan. Like all of the dads on TV, they all have glasses. They all have like just this. They they wear like these little pink sweater, like a little pink cardigan oh, yep. sweater, and um, they're skinny. They all dress like Carlton. They don't look cool. They they all dress like Carlton, right? <laughs> they they don't look cool. And then the wife is like hot. And it's like, huh? For some what? reason, yeah, yeah. For some reason, she looks p perfectly normal and stuff. But then the guy's like not cool. And there's like a few guys in Japanese and Hollywood like. Um, like the Japanese guy you always see play the Japanese guy in movies. He's got like long <laughs> hair. Yes, 
like you know the guy I he's like, looks really cool he's got like long hair and a mustache and a little beard thingy yeah like that guy and there's another guy that looks like half italian but i think he's all japanese he's really cool looking but like most of them are just so effeminate that's and, sad um, that's sad Especially the younger generation, it's like really bad. Man. Well, like, they used to have such a masculine, like it was such a masculine society, like the the samurai yep. and all the honor and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Like if you watch old Kurosawa movies with um, Toshiro Mifune, guy was a fucking badass, man. He he was such a cool guy and such a cool looking like example. Now, hang on for a what second. a Japanese should look like. And I, have be. A, I have a I have a question. Yeah, could all that be fake as fuck too? And it's just japanese hollywood putting out a fake history oh yeah i mean it could i'm just saying i'm just saying like as far as the masculine like image that the guy put out uh, yes it looked really fucking cool like no the old japanese back. masculine image is awesome it's one of my favorite masculine yeah. images of hollywood like it's the clint eastwood era the old clint eastwood era of japanese movies type yeah 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 absolutely um but if but, you guys want to watch like any really good Japanese movies, like start with the seven samurai. It's, it's one of the best movies ever made. And uh, one of the main characters is like this tragic kind of hero in it mm-hmm. played by Toshiro Mifune. And uh, then after, if you like that, just watch every movie he's in after it, especially the Kurosawa movies. Cause he's got great ones like throne of blood, which is Macbeth at uh, Kurosawa's adaptation of Macbeth, which is really fucking cool. And, uh, Ron, which is a depiction of King Lear, actually. It doesn't have Mifune, Toshi Mifune, but it's got, um, it's actually in full color with like really bright, vibrant colors. And they took the story of King Lear and the three daughters and they changed it to three sons. And it was uh, like a, a daimyo giving away his uh, property at the end of his life. And then, of course, the two sons turn on him and the one son who's loyal to him. You know, and they all go to battle, and it's fucking cool, man. They even have the character of the jester in that, and uh, yeah, dude. There's not so much left as far as like Japan. The only way you'll now get these it are, now. Now these are 1950s movies. Well, yeah, 50s, 40s. Ron was yeah. made in 1980, I believe. Actually, kind of pretty, pretty recently. But yeah, like, comparatively, the only way yeah. you get these movies anymore is uh, when they make a war movie. Some of the war movies do have like really masculine themes and they're really emotional and good yeah. and stuff, but not too much else. Really. No, Definitely there's not, not very- much, there's not much masculinity in Japan anymore. It's sad. There's not much masculinity no. in any, I mean, well, there is, but it's like, it's strong girl boss with, you know, strong black male assistant. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Like girl boss with a giant black dude helping her out. Yeah, exactly. So weird. Girl boss shit makes me so angry. Yeah. Well, that's every every Disney Universal, you know. Uh, I thought it was cool in the what was it the first Jurassic World? They the the there was like the chick tried to be the girl boss and then like just got put in her place sort of. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, they did a masculine. How about that?" Just starting with like that that Star Wars movie. Well, I'm sure it was starting before that, but like it really took off after that Star Wars movie with that whatever that oh, person is, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ray. Yeah. That's so stupid. And then she cucks Han Solo, and then of course Harrison Ford just goes along with all of this shit. It's like oh, you're a fag too. Well, he's like, I'm just gonna get killed in this one. Fuck it. Like, 
Indiana Jones. I didn't watch it, but everything I heard about it is just like the girl boss oh, is oh. replacing him, and he's just this fumbling, bumbling old man. It's I like, forgot why? we were talking. Yeah, do I thought we were just still on. We're not going to do it anymore. I thought we were still on Star Wars for a second. Yeah, no. Uh, well, he, you know, he cucked out on the first Star Wars. He's like, "Fuck it, just kill me in the first in the first you yeah. Know, yeah, he got after, whacked. After, after Ray pilots his ship better than he ever did um, when she's flying it for the first time ever. It's like, okay. Sure. Yeah. It's That was just, that was just you know. And she can uh, use the force better than everybody. Better than everybody who's ever used the force yeah. in the history of the Luke, force. Luke, it took yeah. two entire movies to get to that point, and she can just use it like that immediately. Okay. This everything about it is just like that. Just, everything's okay, and then he runs. She runs into Luke Skywalker, who's like m- milking space camels or something. Yeah, yeah, so gross. Fuck. And then he just throws the lightsaber. Away. It's like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. Well, Luke Skywalker has always been a bitch. Everything ever, since his whole career. Uh, Luke, since his first appearance in A New Hope, he's always been a bitch. And bro, like uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but fuck. at least in in Jedi. He, you can tell that there's been a transition that has occurred. Sure, and he's finally matured and adapted and used, you know, his force ability. With the with the chick, it's just like, oh yeah, I have all these abilities. I can just do everything now. Sure, but he, I guess. Too. But then he goes from Luke Skywalker, who's mature, to milking space goats. Yeah. I know. Like it's, and it's, it's makes, crazy. And he, well, he's turning it. I guess that's his version of Yoda. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, right. the space goats. Hmm? <laughs> I don't uh, know, dude. I don't, bro. I don't. I don't know. Like, but then, yeah, you were saying Indiana Jones. He went and straight up cucks to girl bosses, and she brown too. I don't know what she is. Yeah, like, I think I think she's British. I, I think, oh, is she British? I gotta look. I gotta look now to see who the Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones. I don't think they were. I, I think she's British. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. British, British. You know, Dial Probably of Destiny. Like that's the one. British means can be anything nowadays, dude. Yeah, true. But I mean, well, I mean it in the original way, like white British British person. Um. Who is she? She is Karen. Yeah. Is, she, is it? She's Phoebe Waller Bridge. Wow. What a scary fucking face. She's like seven foot tall or something, right? She. Is it ever high? She. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? That's why it's not brown. It that freaking brow, dude. Come right. on. Come on. Like, they don't even try anymore, man. Yep. But anyway, yeah, so I guess... All right, so she's not brown. She's a seven-foot-tall girl boss. Right. Uh, implying. Right. But it leads, it leads... At least Mads is in it, though. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mads Mickelson. He's great. And no matter he's, what he does. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. obviously... And John Rizdavies, John Davies is in it. And he's always good. Who's he? He's uh, Sala. He's the uh, the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. His buddy. Yeah, yeah, that guy's. Yeah, his buddy. He's like you know. Um, right. I forgot. Yeah, he's a... the guy who catches the date after the monkey uh, ate it and died. Yes. When yes. Indiana Jones is about to eat the poison date. Yes. Yes. Yeah. His buddy. Okay. His who plays uh, Gimli. That's Gimli. Dude, I just turned to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny's official page, and the first thing I saw 
is this big giant Grace Jones, not Grace Jones looking, which was the the Ghostbusters looking black lady with a giant afro. Oh, you know, like that's the, that's the picture that assaulted my eyes. There's a, put it. I, put, uh, let me see. Click it. Put the, in the in the chat. I want to look at that. I want to see. That. I want to well, have my eyes. Well, it's like flipping through. I'm, oh, I'm, let me try and screen cap it when it comes up. Oh, again. but just what what it, website is it? I'll just click on. Okay, it. I just found it. Hold on. Let me get it. Just just give me the website. I'll just yeah. I'll Dude, just, it looks like Samuel L. Jackson in a wig. It's absolutely Leslie. Uh, oh, what the fuck's her name? Leslie something. Leslie Jackson. Leslie Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Leslie. Just I just put Indiana Jones in, and Dial of Destiny was the first thing, and it's at the top. It's like the big sidebar thing. But I'll throw the picture in the prep chat. It's really bad. I'm throwing it in there now. Okay. <laughs> but that's just again they <laughs> they took something who that that we loved as a child all all boys <laughs> <laughs> right jesus what you talk about this what you say yeah. i'm gonna fuck you up boy right. i think that's supposed to be female i think it is it is it's a woman um you but... got higher testosterone than me when i'm on cycle <laughs> <laughs> Well, that thing walks around with higher natural tests than most of us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's why whenever, like, I, I like I will jokingly, you know, when we talk about, like, uh, no, no, jokingly, we talk about crime statistics, and I'll be like, well, that's why, you know, white on black rape doesn't exist, because it's hard yeah. to rape something that has a higher T level than you. Right, exactly. You know, and the guys were like, ah, I was like, it's true, though. I'm not taking my chances on like, that. Like, if you think about it, if you've ever in the history of ever, ever heard about a black chick getting raped by a white dude. Nope. The I only don't. time you ever did was the Duke lacrosse team story. Yeah, or when you're watching Hollywood movies. Right, right, because that yeah. happens in Hollywood movies. It happens I mean, in Hollywood movies the, all the time. Yeah, that's what the Duke lacrosse team story also was. A Hollywood movie? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everything's a Hollywood movie production yeah yeah the rittenhouse trial uh every time biden gets on the screen right yeah because i'm sorry people but no 80 year old man could fall down that many times and not break something yeah you'd you'd break a hip at least the second time you fell bro down. if he had okay let's go back to the bicycle yeah <laughs> An 80 year old man falls down with the bicycle between his legs oh jesus Right. Imagine what, like the hip, like it's between your sandwiches, between your legs. Okay. If that happened and he survived in no way, shape or form, would anybody ever let him do anything outside of the FDR position right. ever again? He would be in the wheelchair with the blanket around his legs. That, yeah, if, that's if, one thing that if anything were real. That- Many of us got wrong was the whole 25th Amendment thing because we thought they were going to get rid of Joe Biden with the 25th Amendment, but they just kept pushing and pushing. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. we can do this one more time. We can have him fall again. I will have him fall down or up the stairs of Air Force One again. It's like he's the slapstick president now. Yep. 80 year old guy. 80 year old slapstick president. Literally. He yeah. he does the thing where he almost trips and he does the little the little shoulder jog and he points at the audience and everybody's like hey 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 and they all grandpa laugh. didn't you fall down I was gonna fall yeah but I didn't fall it's Uncle like, grandpa that's the joke yep that is the joke you, exactly yeah. yeah he made it across the stage and didn't fall right. that's the joke 
And then when he's not doing that, he's acting like he doesn't know where he is or he's mm-hmm. making the gaffes or whatever. It's or, like, or he's very cognizant and very cogent. Yeah. When he's very serious talking about white supremacy. Right. 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 But when he's handing out candy to um, Abe Lincoln's daughter and son, I mean, Anthony Blinken, but just still Abe Lincoln abbreviated. Yeah. Um, weird, huh? Yeah, it is weird. Weird how Abe Lincoln is running the country. The secretary. Of State. <laughs> yeah. Um, his son was dressed up like, like Zelensky and his daughter was the colors of the Ukraine flag. And, oh boy. and Biden was standing there like a doddering old man handing out candy to the kids. Here you go. Here you go, Sonny. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this It's yeah. so strange. And then you have uh, young Chad Trump in court the other day. Yeah. The hell was that? Uh, that was just, somebody just made that up. That was just a... Oh, was, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, oh. there was a real photo. Fo- I found a real photo of it. Okay, just okay, thank photo. you. Oh, but that boy. was hilarious. I All just right, shared I- that on, like, a, on a. I just saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "Haha, this is funny!" And I put it up, and then there, somebody had a video in my comments, so I put that up, and both of them got like twenty thousand views. That <laughs> 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 was popular. Yeah, <laughs> Chad Trump. The Chad Trump. That was well, nice. People, I wish they would. People, I wish they would. People do do say there are two Trumps. They say that there's the red tie Trump and the blue tie Trump. Oh, that's what they've said. I haven't really seen that. I don't know. I do believe there is more than one. I mean, I've seen him look completely different. Like, yeah, there's there's like a smoother one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's one that has more Botox or his mask is tighter or something. Yeah. If you've ever seen like some of these guys do the Trump impressions on like TikTok or or YouTube, like Uh, it's totally possible. Like some of these guys do an impression that you would not know it wasn't him if you were just listening to the audio of it. Right. And then the AI ones that are not as good, which is, which I know I'm using air quotes, not as good because they're not. Right. Right. The ones we get to play with, of course, they're not as good. Not as good on purpose. Yeah. Right. It's just. Silly to me that people think again, you know, um, you know, the lie that, well, it's, it's, it's a believable lie, right? That the government, the government has a tech that's 20 years ahead of what we know. Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. No, it's probably thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred years at minimum. Right. And, with the history, we don't know. Like the history being rewritten as many times as it has been in in just the last hundred years, and we're watching it be rewritten right in front of us. Like we're watching our yeah. history get taken away. We're watching our like it's yeah, dude. It's 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 amazing to see this stuff. Like you know, not just the Lee statue, but to see all the the landmarks and the name changes. And now they're changing the names of like what like fourteen bird species. Um. Because they're associated with racist oh, eugenicists. Yeah, I always, uh, I always, I don't always say, but I've, I've been saying more and more that, like, I think that the way that history works is not so much that they go and 50 or 100 years later, like, rewrite all the history books and then have to get rid of all the old books. I think they do most of it, like, just as they're going. Yeah. They just... They just go, okay, this is the story. Just like COVID. When we hear about COVID a hundred years from now, 
it's going to be oh there was a terrible disease that was wiping out the population of the entire world and the whole world came together and they formed a, a created a miraculous vaccine that saved everyone and that's right. thanks to right. science and blah 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 and it's like yeah it's the same story yep and they and just it, do it as they go it's it's yeah. they write it as they go it's we call it in the construction industry design build where you design it as you build it uh-huh. You know, like we need this stuff. Okay, cool. Well, we we need to figure this stuff out this way. And this just what they do. We need people to do this. We this is how we get them to do it. And yeah. it just moves along. Um it's it's interesting to say the least to see it happening in real time. Um because, you know, again, like I said, like George Carlin said, if you think there's a solution, you're part of the problem. And that's one of the things you have to do you have to let go yep you yep. have you have to and again in movies you see it all the time you know you have to let go if you have you know it's like you have to you have to let go if you don't let go you'll never fly if you let, don't let go you don't know you know what i mean you'll never know if you don't let go yeah or use the force is just like yeah put the fucking take off the little uh crutches and the little uh computer thing and just let go mm-hmm but you have to be able to, I mean, and again, it's not a black pill that like, oh, we'll, we'll just, everything just gets worse. Well, yeah, because everything does progressively get worse. Yeah. Uh, it, humans, you can see over, and it may just be, this is the way it is because of pharmaceuticals and um, industrial agriculture and whatever that we've gotten genetically worse which is true but also i mean just looking at what we did in the past the great things that we've done supposedly right the great buildings the great architectural things the civilizations all this stuff and now you know we can't build things that last five years and people say that well that's because of finances and it's a not cost effective and there's a nice copes and all yeah sure but there are built there are buildings that don't age Yep. Like so, and somebody built those and they were better than us. So, and the only way that we can look at the past the way that we do, and like what I always say, uh, ancient equals primitive, right? Right. The, the further back in time you go, the more primitive the people must have been because of evolution. Right. Because right. of evolution, everything progressively gets better. Everything's evolving. Evolution is good. Evolution is getting better. But as you see, civilization, humanity in general, everything is devolving. Yeah. Once again, the story we're told is the exact opposite, upside mm. down, of what the actual truth is. Right. And just like everything was created out of nothing, and the only time in ever in the history of ever an explosion created something, the yeah. Big Bang. And I saw a funny, yeah, I saw a funny comedy sketch about that idea. Oh, know, is that the nothing and God? Yeah, yeah, God and so, you, so you believe um, in you believe in a force that created something from nothing? So God, basically, right? Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So God, so something from nothing. You no, know, so God, so, yeah, so something that you so can't see, something you can't see, feel. Or touch that you have to take on faith that you but you know is there right, right. right. exactly so, so nothing so god so nothing right same thing yeah. right yeah hmm. kind of works first yeah. first law of thermodynamics violation is the way that the universe started we first we violate the very first law what's now what's the, for everybody who doesn't know what's the first law 
Uh, nothing matter can be neither created nor destroyed. That's right. It merely changes state. Right. But the very first thing that happened is everything was created from nothing. Right. <laughs> okay. And everything, <laughs> dude. And not just, dude, not like organic, inorganic, shrimp, rocks, yeah. like stars, buttholes. Like, you know what I mean? Like plants, plus the size plants, of the universe. Water. Yeah. They tell us the size of the universe is like so massive that you can't even comprehend it. So, and it was just like this little pinpoint at the beginning of nothing. And yeah, everything, okay. everything, yeah. everything, stars, gas balls, gas giants, gas dwarfs, blue dwarfs, pink dwarfs, blue diamonds, pink stars, yellow moons, Uranus, <laughs> right? Um, lucky charms. Elephants. And for some reason, all of this stuff that came out of nothing on Earth turned into literally everything that we see. That's a pretty fucking yeah. amazing thing. <clears throat> like, let's not like forget the rest of the universe, right? Forget the rest of everything else, Skull. Everything else. Like, let's be let's be narcissistic and self-centered here, right? Let's just say Earth is the center of the universe. Let's just say. For hypotheticals. Um that the Big Bang happened, who the fuck knows where, right? Off in the middle of the bazillions of bazillions of miles, right? Yeah. The the tiniest explosion that turned into everything somehow came together and formed like have you ever seen the hierarchical structure of like bees or ants? Right, right. Or, like, isn't that amazing? Like the, how a yeah. random explosion eventually formed all that? Yeah, so like then <laughs> the next step of the story is the second law of thermodynamics oh, yeah. violation, which is that all things tend toward entropy, which mm. is the exact opposite of everything that we see. Right. Well, like, well it all has structure and form and is obviously and intelligence behind it. So that's not true either. Well, now everything does tend towards entropy. Now I, we see like we're told yeah. everything is getting better. We're told everything is improving, but actual, the reality is, is the second law of thermodynamics. Well, like the way they, they say life formed is oh. a second law of thermodynamics yeah. violation. Right. Exactly. Cause you can't, yeah. Cause everything goes the opposite, but yes, but right. what we as, as out here in society, we're exhibiting, <laughs> the second law of oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's definitely uh, not violated at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so then nothing turned into everything. And, and dude, it's amazing how on this one little tiny little boop in the middle of nowhere, right, in a little podunk galaxy in the middle of the Milky Way or the Milky Way in the middle of some soul, whatever we are. I don't know how it works anymore. I quit remembering this stuff a long time ago. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. But everything here came together like it formed coral reefs and uh underground caves and uh mountains and jungles and forests and polar bears and jellyfish and people and rocks the structure the structures of crystals and dna and- yeah exactly all that just random all of this stuff is just randomly just just on this one little yeah. speck right crazy crazy how science be like that <laughs> right <laughs> praise be to science i i suppose i can't do that i'm sitting down for science i'm actually wearing my good sweats for brad <laughs> uh, that's the true story i'm actually wearing my good sweats <laughs> uh, my son went to the gap today and he got himself some new sweats he finally uh, like he's been like an adidas you know kind of a kid he likes to wear sweats uh like joggers or whatever but he finally I was like, dude, if you're gonna wear sweats, go buy some good ones. He went and got himself some Gap sweats, and Gap makes the best sweats on earth. I'm actually wearing those right now as well. Gap, yeah, aren't they great? 
I used to have a, the Blue Gap hoodie. The everybody had. Remember the Blue Gap hoodie in the nineties? Yeah. <laughs> I I had one until it fell apart. Like that thing went to every fish concert with me. <laughs> That's a lot. I uh, I I was a big fan of Abercrombie stuff, but they don't make it good anymore. Now it's just crap. Yeah. There was this, I, there was this period from two thousand to like two thousand twelve where they made incredibly well, um, like high quality hoodies and uh everything jeans t- mm-hmm. like really thick thick t-shirts like mm-hmm. thick like i still have three or four t-shirts from 10 years ago and they're the same quality because yeah. they don't degrade because they were made so well and they've got like thick patches and stuff so mm-hmm. now it's just shit now it's just crap <laughs> yeah and everything is so thin thing. and falls apart yeah. yeah entropy they have fat models now mm-hmm. abercrombie has fat models like yes abercrombie has fat models it's, it's like what i remember abercrombie I remember dating girls that like I can't shop at Abercrombie. Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that was like, mm. whatever because they were like thick, right? But now it's like thick yeah. is like the beginning, right? Yeah, it's like a it was like a fucking executive decision. We're gonna we're gonna go into business if we if we don't expand our fucking size range. Mm-hmm. Like they were made, they were made, they were made tops for girls with like really big boobs. Yeah. It's like none of the Italians and Jew broads from West Hartford ever shot there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the West Hartford, we used to call it the West Hartford Jew body, all the Kazar milkers. They all had giant uh-huh. tits. They all had giant tits. They did. <laughs> that, was, that was that was the way it was. Anyway, um, man, so Oppenheimer sucked. What else happened? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, Two hours I didn't see, and I'm not going to see. So. No, I know. I'm not going to either. I, there's <laughs> there's so much stuff that I want to watch that I just don't. Um, I have I have been I've been rewatching. Uh, what have we been watching? <sighs> Food truck race from like the first two seasons. My, my wife is picking out the trainees. <laughs> yeah, we watched like the old the old seasons of Food Truck Race because. Deep down in the side, I I I think I want to run. I want to have a food truck, but I don't because it's a lot of work. But it would be cool, you know. And I would have really good food. Like I, you've seen you've seen the way I cook. Imagine if I had a food truck. Like, dude, same. And my wife is always like, dude, I'm not joking. She tells me that I should do this here. Mm -hmm. She's like, why don't you're so good at cooking? Why don't we do a food truck? And I was like, look, I've worked in the food industry in the U.S. And when I quit and I came to Japan, I told myself I would never fucking work in the food industry again, ever, as long as I lived. And I mean it. I'm not going to. It's too much fucking stress, too much mm-hmm. work. And no matter how good your food is, people don't fucking appreciate it. Yeah. So I quit the food industry. I quit uh, culinary school because I didn't want to be a chef because I was working at a high-end, high-end, medium high-end restaurant as a bartender. And mm-hmm. all the all the chefs were just like assholes who had drinking problems and cocaine addiction, and like worked too many hours and were just assholes, right? And I was like, I don't want to do that. And the managers were kind of jerks, and I I just was like, ah, I don't want to be in the food industry anymore. Um, and then food trucks. My dad had a lunch wagon before he had a bar, and it wasn't like a food truck like now. It's just like you know. Where there's like the bacon, bacon place, the one where it's like everything is bacon. You can get like a fistful of bacon. It's called the bouquet. It's like six pieces of bacon. Right. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. They have the, uh, a bacon fried chicken sandwich. It's fried in bacon Ooh. fat. Yeah, dude. 
Imagine, imagine a fried chicken breast fried in bacon fat. Dude, that sounds fucking good. Yeah, that's the bacon bacon truck, right? But no, my dad didn't have that. Like he would have like every day he'd have a special. It'd be like a chicken parmesan sandwich, eggplant parmesan sandwich. You know, he'd have a special and then he'd have like two or three other kinds of sandwiches, pepper and eggs. And, you know what I mean? It was like a sandwich, right? You know, like right. a lunch, like a lunch truck, right? So my, my dad had that for a couple of years and that was cool, but that was kind of a pain in the ass for my dad. I remember that being a pain in the ass and um, I don't know that I want to do it. I just, but I watched that show and I'm like, man, that looks like so much fun. Yeah. And I'm like, this looks like so much work. Yeah. The people here that run the, the little food trucks, they make a killing. Like I just, I know. so I'll do the little calculations of what they must get. And it's like, wow, they must be making a lot of money. And then I think, yeah, but then you gotta do all the cleaning and all that constant stress of feeding these people. And then people get irritated when it's not exactly on time. And yeah, yeah. The that's the thing is like, if you have a good truck, like I, like where I'm at, where there's, there's a ton of construction, there's going to be for a while, like a good sandwich truck could make a gajillion dollars. And this is not Paranormies yeah. topic, but whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh do like a yeah, do like a spoop truck. No. I don't know how you would make I would know how you'd make Paranormies type food, but <laughs> But anyways, we're gonna get out of here, dude. Um it's we're into the, we're well past the second hour. This was fun. We gotta do this yeah. again more often. Yeah, it's always fun, dude. Yes, come by and shoot the shit. Hopefully, uh, next time it won't be any more Hamas and Israel problems. I think there's going to be. I still think Israel gets sacrificed, and that's part of the plan. Yeah, we're supposed to have World War Three, right? I yeah. thought we weren't going to because they set up all the all the um, infrastructure for COVID, but then I realized they could do World War Three and keep the infrastructure for COVID. So why wouldn't they do it? Right, and they just all- limited limited skirmishes and have most of it on TV, just like they do. Right, exactly. And again, you know, it's going to be big bad, but you have Iran, China, and Russia all telling Israel, now knock it off, even though right. Israel is brokering the Belt Road Initiative. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, again, behind closed doors, it's the Jews. <laughs> and in front right. of everybody, it's like for show, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. All right, bro. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back Tuesday with a live Nationalist Inquirer over on Pilled, DLive, and Odyssey. And I'm pretty sure Jack or somebody will have a creepypasta for you after this. So stick around. We'll see you all later. I'm trouble makes you gay. <laughs> Johnny, a face lost in life's monotony, found solace in nightly oblivion at the local bar. One fateful night, a sinister turn unfolded. His phone vanished, replaced by a distorted voice that echoed from a nightmarish abyss. The chilling laughter that followed set the stage for a descent into the unknown. The next day revealed the fragmented reality. Friends spoke of multiple Johnnies scattered across the city, engaged in actions he hadn't orchestrated. A disintegrating mosaic of his life emerged, a paradox that shattered his sanity like fragile glass. As days passed, a sinister entity named Jack emerged. Fed by Johnny's darkest musings, Jack became both terrifying and tantalizing. Sanity slipped away, connections frayed, and Jack's tendrils burrowed deep into Johnny's psyche. Inexorably, Jack tightened his grip, orchestrating a grotesque ballet of delirium. Friends and family watched in dread as Johnny's existence was rewritten by the malevolent entity he had unwittingly birthed. Acknowledging his complicity, 
Johnny saw the truth. He was Jack's puppet. In the final act, chaos reigned. Jack, the macabre puppeteer, devoured lives, leaving behind a cautionary tale of the fragility of sanity and the depths of human darkness. Johnny, consumed by his monstrous creation, faded into true crime lore, forever bound to the tragic embrace of his friend named Jack.